It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of the One Piece podcast is sponsored by Right Stuff. Right Stuff sells all your favorite anime and manga at competitive prices. Check them out at rightstuffanime.com and join the Got Anime Savings Club for additional discounts. Again, that's rightstuffanime.com. to the unofficial Truck Yaro fancast, where we talk every week about Norifumi Suzuki's classic film series following those rascally truckers. This week, we'll be discussing 1977's Dokyo Ichiban Boshi, a.k.a. Truckster of Guts, the fifth installment in which we are asked, has Momojiro fallen in love with a ghost? Nah, just kidding. It's the One Piece podcast. Oh, thank uh. God. <laughs> what? I don't believe you. Yeah, <gasps> did I did I scare you for? A I think I signed up for the wrong class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a yeah we'll see. If, I mean, if at this point the listeners have uh, chucked out this MP3 and waited for next week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so this is episode 393 for the week of November 9th, 2015, and I am Joey Weiser, the guest host. Um, I won a uh, contest in which I guessed which uh, chapter closest without going over uh that the dress rosa arc would end and so here we are let's see who who else do we have here today we have uh the usual co-host ed Hello. how's it going i'm doing all right Good. thanks for having me on yeah and uh trans leader for one piece for uh for uh weekly shonen jump Stephen paul that would be me good to be yep. here <laughs> sorry your intro is a little garbled i'm uh, not used to this 
and uh, let's see. Uh, we've got a couple other special guests. We've got the dude, aka Alex. Hey, Joey, what's going on? Hey, I'm uh, not used to looking down at all of you from up up high like this. Um, and let's see if I get this credit right. <laughs> the animation director for Rick and Morty and Teen Titans Go, Brian. Hey, Joey. It's uh, you're a bigger man than me to have your next closest rival to that contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was almost, yeah. So you can, like, listen and be like, oh, I would have done this so much better. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I don't have the responsibility, so good on you. And uh, that's it, right? Oh, wait. Now, then, there, of course, we've got Zach. Hey, guys, I'm Zach. That's all, that's all you have to know about me this week. <laughs> are, you, for... are you sure this guy, I, haven't, I don't think I've heard him before on the show. Yeah, I know. I've known you since 2005. <laughs> Zach, thanks for handing over the keys. Uh, oh, it's it's no problem. Track. I'm just going to be itching and really just not able get, to uh, take this. <laughs> you should get some topical cream for that, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, today we have a manga recap that we'll be doing for Chapter 806. Is that right? That is That's correct, right. yes. Excellent. And... Uh, and a special interview segment uh, that I conducted earlier that we'll be uh, placing in here with uh, interviewing uh, some other artists I know, a New York Times bestselling author and illustrator Eleanor Davis, acclaimed webcomic author Drew Wang, and my wife, an award-winning fine artist and co-colorist on things like Merman, Michelle Chittister. We'll be talking about One Piece, and they're uh, a little more casual fans than someone who would uh, record a podcast every week about it, but... Uh, and and I will uh, warn the listeners, some harsh things are said, but I think, uh, I hope they will recognize that it comes from a place of love, uh, because they are definitely fans of the series. And it was interesting to me, as as you'll hear, that there's some, uh, some sort of similar stuff that's been being discussed a lot in the fan communities these days came up uh, naturally without my prodding or anything. And so it's good to know that people are thinking about that stuff without... Uh, outside of the sort of, like, fan echo chamber, if you know what I mean. It's curious to always hear what, like, casual viewers or readers pick up on, that, like, when you're in it time and time again, they notice some things. You're like, oh, didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. And Eleanor and Drew are in an interesting spot where they had been reading my, the Viz books, and then once it got caught up, they hadn't, they sort of stopped and then hadn't been reading it for a few years and then just recently picked it back up. So that's a, I don't know, an interesting perspective to come come from. Uh, then we will uh, do a piece together where we do the usual question and answer stuff, and then, and that is it for for this week. Uh, next week will be a little bit different, right, Zach? Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, host Joey Weiser. Um, next week we'll uh, be doing story arc rankings, which I'm really, really, really excited about. Uh, Stephen, you already got yours in, I know. Um, yes. And we actually got them in from I think our entire writing staff already. Uh, so we're just waiting on the podcast staff, which, uh, you know, I'm I've got like a whole week, man. Don't rush me. <laughs> well, it takes me a while to do the crunch the numbers together. So the sooner the better. Um, but we'll hopefully be putting up a voters poll as well as if I could figure out a good way to do that. Um, if not, then it's just going to be us talking about it. Um, I also double anime recap next week, probably. Uh, no, probably not because I think story arc ranking, I mean, Joey, you remember the ending and opening episodes and how long those took. 
Yeah, and that was over something as uh, trivial as some and music and images. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea to do anything else next week. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how we're doing. Well, on having time. watched this week's anime episode and knowing what's coming up next week, I think we're gonna have a great uh, triple anime recap then. Yeah, we're gonna. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. That's gonna be fun. Um, I guess, and we're. Yeah, I, I think that's basically it. I'm really excited to do that story arc ranking stuff. We have even uh, rankings from special guests, uh, including uh, Roger and hopefully others. So I'll, I'll keep you guys oh. informed. Um, there was one other weird thing I want to mention, Joey, if it's okay. Go for it. It's just completely random. And that's that I decided randomly to do like a Twitter tournament for the uh, Straw Hats and their allies. Um, now, Zach, this yeah. is people's favorites not who would win in a fight right right because that's way different right wouldn't it be way different everyone just assumes it's everyone's favorites because otherwise it would just be like half the people wouldn't get the message anyway (laughs) um but i think ed would be happy to know that at this moment zoro is kicking sanji's ass uh not even close so far so if sanji fans are out there um meanwhile the closest one has been frankie and usopp which i think will be decided as we're recording but it's been like 51 49 it's a tough one mm. i don't really know who i would pick there you didn't pick one mm. not yet i mean yeah, I, I haven't could. picked any yet i uh it's not like it's illegal <laughs> to vote in your own poll man <laughs> i can't like i can't see the polls on one of my browsers like at work so. Yeah, yeah, I the only way i can see them is using the twitter mobile app I, yeah. not even on like twitter's desktop app i can't see them Hey, those polls aren't safe for work, and you know it. <laughs> uh, that's that's all I have to say, though, Joey. All back, right. Anybody else have anything that you'd like to mention at the beginning of the show? No? All right. Well, then let's go on with the show. Let's do it. And welcome to the manga recap segment. Uh, today we're covering chapter 806 at Right Flank Fortress. And what do we have on the cover here, Ed? Well, we have the f- volume two of the Dex of the World 500 Million Man arc, Windmill Village, good old Fusha Village. And we see a bunch of old characters we all know, Dogra, Magra, Curly Dadan, uh, Whoop Slap, Akino, and the baby. And the baby! <laughs> the very no legitimate very- child. With uh, appropriate <laughs> fan hat wear. Uh, what's Whoopslap's new uh, shirt? Just uh, S's? Is looks that? Looks like a bunch of S's. <laughs> you went from the alphabet to just the letter S. Maybe they're dollar signs. <laughs> Sounds like steam escaping. Well, no, they have belly there, right? Or berry. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It it's short for sold. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's he put it on because he's just been wondering what Sabo thinks. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, this cover is interesting because, like, the bandits are in the city, like, hanging out with everybody. Oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that as well. They're good now. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, and I realized that Dogra and Magra are both wearing tribute hats because one yeah. has the top hat with goggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, has, so... no one has an ace hat. <laughs> well, oh, wow. ace oh, wow. isn't alive. Do they know that Saba's alive? I guess he made the papers. Yeah, he must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, so that makes you question, like, does Ace Ace still has a hat like that, right? But yeah, it's is Stevie it Ray the Vaughan. original hat, or is this it, the original hat, or well, does it matter? His, the hat that he always wore is on his grave right now, so people associate it with him. 
Yep. Mm, yeah. yeah. Also, the baby. Baby. <laughs> Somebody yeah, left the baby. Somebody left the baby. All right, let's uh, move to the next page, Ed. Okay. So the rain eruption is beginning as the uh, elephant's trunk is pointed upward into the air. And I love the just the scale of that. Look how much water that is. Mm-hmm. Pretty, so, but uh, the been helping of water. Yeah. The uh, the straw hat was uh, Zorro, uh, Law's, Law and Zoro's team is like, what the hell is that? That's a lot of water. You gotta get to the high ground. Uh, Anakin. So um, uh, d- d- was there anyone who had not coming? Was there anyone who had not put this together by this point that that's what the the rain eruption is? Was the you know the elephant just basically? I know a, a lot of people online couldn't figure it out. They were saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's going to be like lava emanating <laughs> from like pores or something." Like, come on, it's an elephant. <laughs> what? I think we had already yeah. theorized that uh, back in the Kaido chapter. Yeah, as a possibility. Mm-hmm. But the water comes down and uh, seems to rinse just about everything away. It's going pretty fast. Meanwhile. On the elephant's left leg. Whoa, the shaking is harrowing. Uh, keep going. There are <laughs> our, uh, our beloved heroes are riding a cat. Neko Zaimon. And uh, <laughs> Kinemon's like, uh, you, sh- you sure this cat's up to the task, man? Elephant climbing? Like, oh, yes, of course. They are expert tree climbers. Assail- assailant point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that monkey's still on the back there. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have um, a cat in the background? Yeah, so, yeah. Thank. I'm glad someone said it. <laughs> uh, but then, at that moment, Kondro sees something that shocks him. It's water rushing down, and Kondro is worried because he does not use waterproof ink, and uh, he is worried that uh, Nikozaimon will melt away. Uh, and then we rush uh, over to seeing uh, <laughs> Luffy gasping for air, <laughs> uh, saying, well, that was some rain. But uh, it was not rain. It's a rain eruption. Um, and twice a day, Zunesha uh, bathes itself. It's an interesting uh, point that mm-hmm. they don't call yes. it, though. No, uh, they, don't, they don't call it. Do not offer my god a peanut. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, it's it is almost certainly a takeoff on uh, Ganesha, the uh, the elephant god of uh, the Hindus. So uh, yeah. they just called it Zunisha. I, in, in Japanese, uh, Oda had it as Zunisha, and I wasn't sure. I was like, hmm, should I say like Zonisha? Like so that it, it seems more apparent that it's like Zo is in the elephant. But then I was like, eh, the Z is there. That's enough. Like they'll, the, it, it will get across. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's what they call the elephant. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so the, those uh, and the water will flood the whole city, but uh, it goes through aqueducts and serves as a water source as well as delivering fish. And we see some uh, fish flopping in the foreground there. Uh, so they don't have to worry about food either. Uh, the the uh, rain eruption is a real blessing. And um, <laughs> we see uh, Beppo swinging from the trees in the background there saying... Uh, that they can't leave the forest, but to tell Law that they're there and that he should uh, meet up with them. I can't wait and, to see that scene animated. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a little bit of a bummer to be like, I, I guess it's nice that Oda threw out Beppo for us to and the crew to just like see them for a sec, but then to be like, but they're staying behind. All right, bye, everyone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that that's because they are the like assistant guardians or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, the thing was in his uh, Oda box last week. So he probably can't, he has to stay there for job <laughs> stuff. Yeah. There, there seems to be some really important stuff around that whale forest. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and in a uh, somewhat perplexing panel, uh, we have Carrot biting <laughs> Luffy's ear, pulling a Mike Tyson. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Gosh. Speaking of that purring, she says that uh, that uh, because Beppo was born here, uh, even though he's a pirate, uh, or no, he is a pirate. So he's currently under the purview of the hey. Cat Viper, the boss. Is of Is that on force. purpose, Stephen? No, that was. Not. Oh man, Stephen! <laughs> I was so proud of you this morning when I read it. <laughs> uh, I I would have been more obvious, I guess. <laughs> you mentioned the the whale forest and its importance. I'm just going to throw out my tin hat, hat foil theory or crackpot theory. Tin hat foil, yes. Tin foil hat. It's been <laughs> yeah, a long day. I I, I guess uh, I guess another scansulation group must have been uh, <laughs> translating what Zach was thinking. That's what it was. Um, do you think it could be a poneglyph there? Mm. could be uh while we're this is i don't a weird spot to throw this in but just because we saw uh conjurer and kinemon and the monkey uh while we're throwing out tinfoil hat theories i did wonder if you know how robin there was that joke where robin said she saw a swordsman stuck with swords if perhaps rizo had been attacked and was falling and then did like a ninja switch technique with a monkey and so she actually did see a swordsman uh, stuck with swords. Well, I don't, I don't think she said a swordsman. I think she just said a person or a person. But, but yeah, a person stuck with swords. I don't know. I, th- I think that is Bariete. Uh, yeah. Considering yeah. he's still saying Ete. No, 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 yeah, no. I, I mean, it is like she. He Rizo then switched his body with a monkey, uh, and like oh, like mid fall, you know, like the like how like, like law ninjas will make a law a log. <laughs> yeah, like law mm-hmm. does. With, uh, but ninjas uh, stereotypically do that with logs. You know? Yeah, a substitution technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I couldn't remember what the like <laughs> standard uh, standardized version of that was. I don't know. I just that's a kind of funny idea that I had at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, another note. I'm guessing. I mean, I guess we should probably assume that when she says the cat viper, that that's probably Pedro, the guy that we saw last chapter, since he seemed like a boss type guy. Mm, um, and we yeah. didn't get an actual title for him. And a lion is a type of big cat, so yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Is that the direct translation, Stephen? Cat viper? Y- yeah, I mean, I looked it up just to see if there was like you know a particular species or or something. But it's yeah, neko mamushi, which just yeah, that's what it means, cat viper. And so I was like, well, that sounds cool on its own. So I'm just going to assume it's a nickname of some kind. Like, is the con- is it the kanji for viper or snake as well? Mm, no, I think it was just hiragana. So oh. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and dude, yeah. Uh, so now we f- we flash back to uh, Kurao City, where Team Zoro is uh, currently dealing with the rain eruption problem, and uh, Usopp does what he does best: scream. It's a flood, and he's <laughs> he knows that there are sharks down there. Sharks? Why? Why do they have to be sharks? <laughs> yeah, it's a little little worse than snakes in this case. You can see everyone did not climb up as high as he did. No, no, he he definitely uh, he jumped the gun a little bit. He'd be perfectly safe down there, but they uh, they're like, oh, seawater. That's what's the deal with that? Wait, is the what's is the, the deal with seawater? Is the um, Usopp thing a gag that he keeps going up too high? Because that happened a ch- couple chapters ago too. Remember when they first get to the? 
Duke no, it's just well, Usopp being a coward. Oh, that yeah, was Luffy. Luffy got up there first. Yeah. yeah. L- Usopp just went too high because he didn't realize that you know there wasn't that much water coming down. Okay. Hey, better safe than sorry. <laughs> so, uh, seawater. Uh, so Robin has a little another cute thought bubble, uh, and <laughs> and reasons that you know this is probably the the uh, the elephant washing itself, which is apt, and we all we all figured that out. Um, I think this is an interesting thought bubble too, because you can see below the water, and you can just see the the legs just keep going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. I so, love the sound effect too. Pow- yeah, uh, and Robin, of course, uses uses her skills of contextual uh, clues to uh, determine that the town and forest have been built to handle this exactly precise water level, uh, based on the amount. It completely makes sense. So they ascertain that this is something that happens often. Uh, <laughs> Usopp, of course, uh, uh, is very hesitant to believe that something like that is that ordinary. Uh, no. Let's let's continue to do what I've been saying for the last three chapters. Let's get off the island and find everybody. Um, but he uses his sniping skills to see uh, Luffy riding on the back of Warney with uh, with Wanda and Carrot, and uh, determines that they were probably tricking him into taking them back to their headquarters. And then he spies Carrot uh, <laughs> nibbling on Luffy. To which he freaks out even more, uh, not completely outside the realm of what we're used to with Usopp. And uh, they're wondering what he's freaking out about. And he says, oh, they're eating, they're eating Luffy, they're eating Luffy. And kind of. <laughs> they're eating kinda, me. He's and then they're coming to eat me. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, then we, <laughs> that's a good segue into... Uh, Back to Wanda and Carrot and Warney and Luffy, the four of them. Uh, uh, they mentioned that the water will drain at once. And uh, while they're going past the torture devices that we saw last chapter, we get a little bit of a like a flashback. Voiceover. Yes, voiceover flashback. Flashback voiceovers? Well, you know, uh, the the speech bubbles are presented in a way that it seems that this is not happening currently, but happened at this particular junction at a, another point in time. Probably. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> next. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a series of clips, Luffy looking perplexed, confused, and then Wanda looking kind of a, not ominous, but, you know, reflectful at one of the torture devices. And we see in the flashback panel, uh, some dude with gnarly hair or some coat and a guy on the torture device and he goes, he must be here. He's not here. And that's final. And then Wanda close up of her face tearing up and uh, an obvious uh, shot of Jack. Cause we saw him before mm-hmm. goes, uh, hand him over or your land will fall into ruin. And then a shot of who kind of looks like Pedro from the last chapter. That's he he definitely, yeah, he's definitely mink man. And he definitely looks kind of like feline esque. And in a close-up shot of him being tortured, goes, I do not understand what you mean. I truly have no idea. How can I, how can, wait, how can I make you see sense? <laughs> so it's, uh, is it just me or the, the Mink Man have a particular, like, cadence to their speech? Uh, this guy had, like, uh, the, you know, the one being tortured had kind of, uh, 
I don't know, like an older style. Like he kind of sounds, he, he sounds like a village elder type kind of guy, um, mm. more so than just like a neutral um, speech pattern. So I kind of gave him a little bit of that um, there. I think. But yeah, I don't know. I, we didn't see Pedro really talk that much the last chapter. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm not positive yet if this is supposed to be him or if this is like a different guy. Um, but yeah, because uh, we can't even see his eye. And if right. I recall, Pedro only had one eye. Yeah, it looks and if like you look uh, to one side of him, you might see they might be stripes. So he yeah, could be like a tiger or something. Or a Garfield. Or a Garfield, yes. I hate Mondays. <laughs> yeah, Still waiting for a Miller particularly Fillmore. bad Monday for him. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. Uh and then so out of flashback we see the the torture device still has the shackles and blood on it which is really gnarly if it's been a week and raining constantly. Uh Wanda wipes her eyes. She's clearly emotionally affected, but uh Carrot is also saddened by this. And then we get the panel of Luffy completely doesn't know what the fuck's going on sucking on his lips <laughs> in a, a hilarious little panel. <laughs> yeah, and, the, uh, as Warney sloshes all the way through that panel. Yeah, yeah, I like the sound effects. That's that's cool. You know, it just reinforces that they are all being silent and like they're just kind of trudging onward. Um, that that'll be a good scene in the anime, I imagine. Yeah, and it's also kind of nice, especially in the the previous panel that dude had that the water's receding, so it's like revealing these torture devices. What I want to kind of know yeah. is where do the sharks go? <laughs> It just into the off. food pit. <laughs> yeah, this is probably a pet pit where they keep all the fish. The shark pit. Oh, the close. shark lack pit. Um, the first panel where we see the guy torturing whoever. Um, <clears throat> I I don't know. Is that? I wonder if that's Jack or somebody else because he sort of like his silhouette sort of looks like Kaido, a little bit. No, he kind of looks like Weevil, actually. Yeah, that's what my yeah. Yeah. That the mustache, just because he has the no neck thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, it's just the hair is throwing me off because I don't remember Weevil having like hair like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I, it's I more likely that, that it's. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more likely that it's it's like Jack's entourage or something, and so yeah. he's there, but maybe that's not him on that first panel. Oh right, yeah, that's cause... that's Turtle or Johnny Drama. Yeah, because they. <laughs> They all had those coats that were kind of like Kaido's hair, like black and kind of fluffy, but matted in a similar way. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so they continue onward, and it's, uh, oh, Luffy is responding. What was the guy's name you said earlier who attacked this place? And and Wanda responds, Jack, but there was recent news about his death. Dun, dun, dun. He attacked four naval battleships escorting Doflamingo. Apparently, he sank two ships but went down in an attempt. He's like, what? He was in Dressrosa? Luffy goes, and then uh, Wanda continues. He attacked a ship bearing an admiral and a former fleet admiral. He's a man with more than a few screws loose. There was no confirmation of his death in the article, but he is most likely still alive. We shall never forgive Jack for what he did. You see, Wanda understands how the One Piece world works until you, <laughs> right. yeah. you see a body. Yeah. Right. A body in an important moment that coincides like the middle of the series. Yeah. yeah. Or like an Oda box. <laughs> there was no Oda box, so he's probably alive. Yeah. That's what Wanda's saying right now. But, but what's confusing about this, she says there was a recent article about his death, but then says they didn't confirm his death either. Yeah. Well, they sank his ship. They didn't find his body. Yeah, they I probably, guess. yeah, that's, I mean, that, that happens in real life, too, where they're, like, uh, presumed dead. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, she's inferring that because that, they didn't have a body or whatever. That yeah. he probably died. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of good info uh, about one of the things that people were really wondering what was going to happen uh, with Jack and Doflamingo and stuff. So, so if if Dressrosa is not too far from here, at least when that attack happened, potentially Jack can come back. Yes, yeah. but not with Doflamingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> most importantly, he yeah, failed. So that. I guess I guess that was yeah last last week's uh, that was my jump the gun moment. I mean, we he only came up with that plan what five chapters ago. Chapter eight hundred one, yeah, yeah, but a week had passed. Seems, yeah. yeah, Jack right. seems like he's the Russian, the danger type, and do- doesn't think anything through. Mm-hmm. I wonder so what kind of animal does angry. that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, like his crew was like, "Oh, well, I guess we got to turn back," and he's like, "Who do you think I am, Jack Bauer?" <laughs> yeah, you're you're a guy who gets your ass kicked. That's who he was. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> oh, <dear>. No. <laughs> uh, guys, remember that from the internet? Yeah, I do. I do. You want me to pull up a YouTube link real quick? I bet we could find it. I, I think I still have a hey, real Hey, you're, you're in charge. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I got the real video uh, on my desktop. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Brings me back. So uh, I think you've got the bottom tier of this page left, uh, Brian. Yeah, just a little bit. He just really yeah. is having way too much fun talking about the Chuggernaut. <laughs> Chuggernaut's awesome. Okay. So Wanda goes, we're nearly there. The, the mist is thick, so Zoro's gang will be there? Oh, no, no, that's Luffy. He says, the mist is thick, so Zoro's gang's going to be there? And uh, Wanda goes, I can't do this. <laughs> they Terra should be, I gave them directions to the hidden fortress. And then we see Law's hand goes uh, chambers to reveal. That the entire crew is now just flopping down. I'm not even sure what he substituted for them, I guess. I, like I assume the leaves in the trees. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, and just drops them dead center right in front of uh, of the crocodile, and everybody riding on top of it. And um, they're they're all shocked. But Luffy's like, "Oh, hey, it's you guys!" And uh, Usopp immediately uh, is checking in. He's like, "Do you still have all your limbs? Did she eat? Did she eat any part of you? <laughs> where did she eat you? <laughs> Show me on the doll where she ate you." <laughs> oh boy! I, I, I noticed that everybody uh, everybody falls flat on their ass except for Law and Robin. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Frankie's straight up on his head. Yeah, he didn't even catch himself. <laughs> good either. I don't see Zoro though. Yeah, maybe he's on the other side. Um, but uh, yeah, and then um. Usopp immediately runs behind Zoro, and I'm imagining him like he's got him by the elbow, and I imagine him he he's just like shaking him like a muppet. This whole little speech here, where he's like, "Hey, you, the Nami dog woman, that's our captain. You, you better not be trying to eat him, you carnivorous vixen. Now give us back all of our companions." Referring, of course, to uh, to Sanji and, and Nami and Chopper, or face the wrath of the three sword style. As uh, Zoro just stands there silently, <laughs> do you, do you think he's doing an impersonation of him? <laughs> oh, I, I thought he was I just kind of letting so. his limbs go limp, and Usopp's like flailing. Oh, you think Usopp's doing an impression of Zoro? Yeah, so he's like he's pretending like <laughs> Zoro's threatening him, not that he's threatening. <laughs> Amazing. No, I think it's I think it's just because because Usopp has done this before like uh, even back in like Baratier wasn't it where he was like yelling at Sanji and he's like Zoro get him 
And right. Zoro's like, what? You pick this fight. You do it. You handle it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, Wanda's like, oh, dear. No, you... UTS seem to be sorely mistaken, but I can explain because uh, our destination is right ahead. Look through the mist uh, into some surprise. Uh, it's uh, you can see some some guards ahead, and looks like giant fronds that um, are hiding a door. That is the fortress gate and its guards. And uh, we see I love this goat guy. Um, what a badass goat! Yeah. Uh, it's got these gnarled horns and. Uh, it just looks real mean. And uh, these are the guys that have kind of the other the other accent, which I believe I mentioned, but uh, did not make it into the last chapter. Um, I don't know if it's because they're male or because they are like tougher guys or what. Um, but this guy's like, who got eyes that? And this, uh, mm, is this a bear, do you suppose? I think they're so. a lion. Yeah, that's a bear. Yeah. It's a bear. Yeah. yeah, the snout's short. It's a bear. And the ears. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't know. They all have, they both have electric weapons too. No, they just all of their moves seem to be electric. I, I don't know how to Yeah, I don't know. Boogie, boogie, I mean, woogie, woogie. Sorry. It could it could also be that they're just yeah. I don't know. I'm torn. It's like it could just be that they're like sort of brandishing their weapons, like they're like, hmm. But it kind of does look electric, like you know, because it's on boogie, multiple boogie, boogie. spots. Yeah, but it's know. not like giving a shocking sound effect off yet. So that's yeah, true. That's, yeah. yeah. It's hard to say. But but carrot d- did have some sort of like electric. Color. I'm gonna go with the electric thing. I yeah, think, I think I, I I'm think pretty. I'm pretty theory. confident about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yes, the uh, the other guy, the other guard says, "Intruders to the whale forest." And Wanda reassures them uh, that uh, their visitors mean no harm. Uh, one of them accidentally entered the whale forest without the ringing of the welcoming bell. And I translated this a bit vaguely because. I'm not sure, like it wasn't really clear in the Japanese either whether it's whether it's supposed to be like you have to, like Luffy should have rung the welcoming bell before going in or, you know, whoever was in charge of it needed to have rung the welcoming bell before they went in. But at any rate, um, you know, there was no there's no proper signal that someone was supposed to be uh, welcomed in. And um, she says, open the gates and tell everyone that uh, the straw hat crew is here, and uh, the uh, the more canine guard says, "What? That's them, gotta." Meaning that uh, you know they know about the rest of the straw hat crew because presumably they have been uh, they have been told um, to expect them, and uh, here they are. Let me turn the page, and we see Nami sleeping on top of a giant um, sheep or a lamb or a lamb. Sheep. Notorious R A M. He's a black sheep. You know, <laughs> the choice R- is yours. Rami Smalls. Yeah, one of those. Notorious R A M. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she, she uh, starts to uh, wake up to Chopper yelling her name. Uh, Chopper now decked out in the finest uh, wear. Uh, yeah. ex- He's wearing a pimp coat. Yeah. <laughs> He's the king of the zo- he's the king of the minks now. Yeah, he's got a little crown. And uh, explaining that Luffy's group is has arrived. Everyone's here. Everyone's fine. And Nami, in proportions that really make no sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she has no organs. No. And here comes the sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I guess. I mean, those are gross feet. 
Oh, I think. <laughs> wow, I, I did not notice are, that. I think her feet are cute. Just little toe nubs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little niblets, little corn. So tiny, tiny little feet. <laughs> Maze. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Nami's outfit in this really reminds me of, like, I don't know if you remember old, like, jungle babe fantasies from, like, the 1950s of, like, the wild woolly women of the Wongo, just, like, Caucasian women trapped by, like, brutal savages, and they're always in, like, the sexy safari outfit yeah, or sexy cannibal outfit. Yeah, the, it does have a beads. sort of, yeah, it has yeah, a sort definitely. of old silent film this is, look. She's basically Jane. Yeah. Me, Tarzan, Eugene. Yeah. yeah. And me, me, Tarzan, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that the material is kind of almost see-through. I um, don't think so. I think that's the way, yeah. it's, because it's, it's a, black and it's a black and white comic, that's the, his way. Yeah, but look at her lights look, by, by yeah, her it's, knees. It's a little sheer because it's clearly like a lighter fabric. Is she wearing I underwear? think that's the folds. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely the folds. And no, she's not wearing underwear. Eep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was doing this page. Uh, so it continues as Chopper explains that they have showed up at the fortress gate, uh, to which the giant sheep guy uh, arises and accidentally throws Nami off of him, saying, Oh, your companions have come? That is good. I don't know why I decided that voice, but that's the voice I'm going with it. Um, and he, uh, he exclaims his pardons after throwing her off of him. And, uh, dude. Uh, so here we are. Um, I guess the forest gate. Uh, Wanda proclaims that they, Tia, have very special guests. Uh, prepare the feast, uh, for our, our, our savior's friends. Um, so this is already interesting. Uh, you know, we, we find out that, uh, our, our, the Straw Hat crew who has previously, uh, arrived, uh, save these people. <clears throat> So Robin and Frankie naturally look super surprised, as does everybody else. Um, and we are treated to a specific, like a very, very cool um, uh, uh, splash panel where we see a crap ton of different minks of, of various different animals. We've got like a, a, a big old jaguar and a, and a panda bear and an ape and a dog and another ape. Maybe a fox or an aardvark. I don't know. Either way, there's so many different animals, and there's uh, is that a bulldog? <laughs> there's a bulldog in a top hat. Yeah, yeah which which uh, I, I'm sure we've seen in a color spread at some point. I um, have to admit the panda is an interesting inclusion since uh, he's usually hiding a much skinnier panda around. No, that's that's uh, absolutely true. Right. I wonder if this one has hearts on its nipples. Did anyone <laughs> else get a chub nub feel from the scene? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you mean a yub nub? A chub nub is yeah. an Ewok erection. <laughs> um, That's what Brian meant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's I got that. Yeah. It's basically like Ewok Village meets Fruit of the Loom because everybody's in a everybody has little like giant pineapple houses, and um, the giant grapes that we saw in the uh, in the previous chapter mm. are there too. So I, I think a big old fruit. Uh, and and fish are the diets of, of minks, it seems. Um and I my my favorite uh detail about this is the is the pirate ship that's um that's yeah. been embedded in that tree and there's a little uh skywalk going from that's made out of a trunk going from the pirate ship to uh even further in into the fort. You know, 
Yeah, it's not it's not that surprising that the elephant would be able to pick up a ship and throw it all the way back to the middle of the of the of its back. No, yeah, that's true. And that ship definitely looks old enough. Um I like the unicorn on its masthead a lot. Uh Yeah. So I didn't even notice that. A ship like that makes me wonder if it's going to be important. I wonder. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Who knows how long that's mm. been there for? Um and Black uh, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they they all shout welcome Straw Hats and Garchu, which um I'm I'm just going to assume that is their version of Hesso. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, you can um, yeah, basically from context you can assume that that is the case. Um, I uh, it doesn't mean I belly go- button this time. No, it does not mean belly button. Actually, I um because <laughs> I googled that. <laughs> I googled that and dude. Uh, you would find that it is actually Garchu seems to be most commonly known as a word in the Nepalese phrase for I love you, hmm. um, which, well, I guess it could be a butthole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you to to uh, uh, express yourself. But uh, yeah, the um, I thought that was kind of that was kind of neat as a. Uh, as a, a version of um, what the Japanese would call an aisatsu, which is basically like a, a greeting or an otherwise kind of a formality. Um, that seems to be what they do, uh, similar to with the Skypeans and Heso. Oh, very good. Um, also, now that we have a closer look at these pineapples, these giant pineapples, I like how uh, the the top of them are fronds. Like it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's sort of a weird flora hybrid. Um, Really, really interesting. Um, so we have Zoro and Usopp's reactions. Zoro's, Zoro and Law's standard reactions. Law's incredibly perplexed uh, with uh, an interrobang, everybody's favorite uh, punctuation mark. And uh, and Luffy is very, like, ahead of everybody, he's the only one who looks incredibly pleased. And he says, oh, it's so cheery in here. I think they were all expecting to be attacked, and uh, that might be why Zoro is like, hmm, I was prepared to kill some people with yeah. my awesome swords play because I'm so great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like something you would say. Yeah. Usopp was prepared for Zoro to kill some people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian. Or oh. unless you had more, dude. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so then, as as we've been saying, even Usopp wasn't expecting this. And can Luffy returns to Grachu. It's like, Grachu! What does Grachu mean? <laughs> and then he goes like, and Zoro ans- tries to address this question to Wanda. He goes, hey, I thought you guys were supposed to be human-hating, a human-hating species. And she's like, species? That just might be the fear from who those who haven't met other minks. From our perspective, you are just monkey minks with not much hair. Another type of our own species and any hatred is based on individual. So they've, uh, they've, they've, they're pretty progressive when it comes to, uh, yeah, their species. Yeah, this was a, this was a really nice swerve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and 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 even further, she goes, "We full-bodied minks are proud of our fur, but many admire the lesser minks for and you tear beautiful lack of fur." And she starts licking Luffy in the face again. <laughs> Luffy's yeah, that, getting a lot of action this chapter. Yeah, <laughs> he, he really is. And the last can, one, right? They can taste his meat. Yeah, apparently also Luffy doesn't mind tea. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and then, 
Usopp goes, hey, look, it's Nami and Chopper. Thank goodness they're all right. And all the men are crowding Nami with gratus, which I guess could still mean I love you in this context. Well, is this like a, <laughs> they're a, rubbing their fur on her. Is this yeah. like a Smurf kind of thing or, you know, the contextual <laughs> that they used to, in Rick and Morty as well? The contextual thing. Yeah. It's like you can't pass by us without rubbing some part of our body on top of you. They're very affectionate people, or mm. minks. Yeah, I like, I like, I like their squanch too. <laughs> there we go. Like, why couldn't I remember squanch? Yeah, uh, and they're saying congratulations, Nami, or congrats, Nami, which is weird. I guess the return of her crew. But yeah. uh, okay, and so she's like, "Eek! You caught me. Let me through. I get it. Thank you. Got you. Got you. Fuck off. Got you." <laughs> and uh, and then Chopper, who's small enough, just flies right by them and goes whoops and then goes wow Usopp goes wow they're really friendly this is not what I expected at all and uh, uh, close up on Nami she's like Luffy and then Luffy goes hey glad to see you guys it's like you're here everyone's excited because they haven't been they've been reunited after uh, what has it been a couple of weeks for them mm -hmm. I mean it's been two years for us so it's even longer uh, and he's like um Usopp goes, what about Sanji, Brooke, and Momo? How are they? And they, they embrace. Zoro's like, hmm. And uh, Nami is saying, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Wanda looks, you know, sad. And then a close-up on Nami to end this chapter with, it's Sanji, dot, 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 question mark, exclamation, see you in, in two weeks. <laughs> you forgot oh, to mention boy. her tears. Oh, yes, yeah, she's crying. <laughs> and we were all crying now. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty shocking. So let's uh how about for a change, let's start out with Zach. What? Um, yeah. Wait, I have Whoa. to have opinions. I usually first, first pick of uh you can't just say, Oh, everybody's just uh, said all the good stuff. <laughs> Joey, you found out my trick. <laughs> I never come up with opinions because I just let everyone else go. Um I really like this chapter. Um I th I think it's a lot of the early um arc stuff that, you know, it's just you can't not love it. Um, I'll, I'll get to the, the shocking, the more shocking part at the end. Um, I love all this stuff with the minks and I think rereading through it with you guys, I kind of, uh, am realizing more of their little tendencies a lot more. Uh, and it, it might just be super affectionate, you know, kind of their nature, uh, the chomping on Luffy, the licking and Luffy, the biting Luffy, the, all the things they did to Luffy and everyone else apparently uh was was a lot of fun um and i think we got like a fun crew interaction chapter this week as well uh while uh also seeing some things i did not expect including uh the return of kinemon and Conjuro, uh kind of shocked the hell out of me mm -hmm. i yeah, thought i wasn't expecting them either yeah i thought we weren't going to be coming back to that for uh months i'd say uh so that was nice <laughs> to see especially on the back of a cat uh, do you think uh, do you think they got washed away and now they're going to reappear on another animal in like another three chapters? I, that would be <laughs> oh, oh yes, please. Greatest really running gag. That would be the greatest <laughs> running gag. So they'll never get to the top of the elephant <laughs> until the end of the arc. <laughs> and then it'll and then we'll find out that their mission was really stupid and easy and and ridiculous and that the entire thing is them trying to get up. Um at this and point, I feel like that's that, gonna everything seems to be about them in the first place. I mean, that's why. Yeah. What's this? Like, where's the samurai? Uh, come on, just tell us already. 
Um, besides that, yeah, I think it was a fun chapter. And, and the, the big thing is the end. And I really have no freaking idea. Um, they said that their bodies were somewhere. Um, obviously, two of their bodies were living in somewhere. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I we all well, know it's already dead. We all know as readers, he's not dead. There's just that's no. We we like Wanda know that until we see the confirmation they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, that was a little uh little um meta commentary that Oda sprinkled in at the beginning there. <laughs> yeah, I never I didn't realize that either until we read through it. Um the last thing I want to say is um the the stuff that Wanda says at the end uh, kind of going along the mink thing kind of uh it brought I guess like a sense of inclusion we weren't expecting which kind of makes me uh happy that we're not you know, going down the uh, the Fishman Island route again, which I think has been mm-hmm. thoroughly explored. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this could be explored in a different way where, I mean, obviously humans are racist in every regard in the One it's Piece a, world. You know? It's like the Martin Luther King race. Um, yeah, sure. Kind of. But I actually think it's the Minkmen are more isolationist, so they would have a different experience than the Fishmen who, like, Everyone seemed to knew, know who fishmen were and what they were about and traveled through their island. That's true. true. They have more interaction being oppressed by humans. Well, yeah, the fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is like, this is like some indigenous tribe in the middle of the Amazon who hasn't had much experience. I mean, the slavers yeah, they, did they seem to know even... who they were, though. The slavers did have them a, a price for them. True. For sure. True. Uh, Brian, let's uh, hear some more thoughts from you if you have any. Uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed this chapter. Lots of fun moments. Uh, I was glad to see the confirmation of what the, the eruption rain was and even like little bits to their economy, like how the aqueducts work and the fact that they, they did have those aqueducts for a reason and that they can survive off fish from the elephant. Uh, the uh, the mink tribe, I can't wait until next chapter. We can see like more of these mink men like uh, hugging and rubbing against the various straw hats. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Sanji. Uh, I'm thinking that he might be captured because of the new bounty increase. And him, I can imagine Sanji, like, sacrificing himself to preserve the rest of the crew. Mm. Like, if Jack took him. I think that's a good idea. Uh, dude, you have any thoughts? Yeah, um, wow, I gotta tell you, this, these chapters are, are packed. They're packed, and the pacing is as great as ever. I really hope this keeps up because, wow! Like, I, I was completely, uh, I was completely on the side that we were we we're gonna have another hostile uh, group to worry about, but uh, I guess not. Um, yeah, Jack, that what a what a what a weird bombshell to drop this chapter. That like that he got that while well, he sunk two marine ships. That's ridiculous. Uh, wow. Not to mention the. The marine ships that were uh, escorting uh, the Doflamingo family, like that's absolutely crazy. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I don't know what to think about the Sanji situation yet. Like, I mean, I'm guess I we're going to finally get a concrete answer next chapter, hopefully. Um, but I think it'd be kind of interesting because Brooke and Momonosuke aren't there either. That it's the three perverts of the crew. So mm. maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe she's just like, oh, Sanji's been at the, at the Mink Hot Springs for the last week and we haven't seen him or something. 
like I, it, it, I'm wondering if it's like a gag or something way more serious, but I agree with Brian, uh, completely that it's the, uh, that it's, uh, it's relating to his, his bounty. The fact that he's wanted alive, um, there's, there's gotta be a reason that, uh, you know, there's gotta be a connection. We found out, we found that uh, tidbit out a couple chapters ago and now Sanji's mm-hmm. missing. Uh, there, that can't be coincidence. Well, well too, we also had two cl- like uh, chapter breaks with a Sanji cliffhanger, I think in a row. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because there's the one you're talking about, the only alive, and then this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like more likely that he'd be like captured or something, but I just hope that like it's not too long before we still see him, because we have been apart from the Turley Brow crew for so long it would hmm. suck if we got everyone together but sanji and had to wait like or, even longer to maybe get we'll together. have a rescue or sanji God, God, yeah go rescue sanji yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm and i mean i guess yeah i guess uh i don't know the only other question i i have is whatever happened to ichiban bochi i mean bochi fuck i fucked it up i fucked up my bit damn it <laughs> what <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to pull uh pull the truck arrow back in here. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're um but uh how about uh Steven? You got any thoughts about the chapter? Yeah. Um I, I think just uh, first uh, as regarding the ending, um I was originally I, I was originally half convinced that it was gonna be another gag thing just because I thought like my my impression of the bounty poster was that it was going to be another kind of a Duval situation. But now that he's kind of upped the ante with, with this chapter, I think it would, he, it it would be getting into the realms of bad taste if he, you know, revealed that this is just another Sanji gag. Um, So I do feel like it's more likely I, um, I happen to think, and I've seen a lot of, uh, people saying this that he's been essentially like Han Soloed, like he's been immobilized in some way, um, and needs to be rescued. So he he might as well be dead, but he's not actually dead. Um, you know, maybe I, he got no... frozen in concrete again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, didn't that wasn't that kind of Fishman Island though, where he was in mortal danger for a lot of it? And... Yeah, that's that's the other thing is like if it's another if it's another Sanji is horny gag, then that's yeah, you go into the well too many times. Yeah, um, especially since, you know, he had just barely, you know, he had his one big moment with Doflamingo, but he otherwise has not really done a lot um, since the uh, since the time skip. Right. Um, let's see other stuff like I, you know, I, I like the expansion of the um, of the 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 environment, the the island, like the ways that it, it works. I liked the um, I kind of like that he explained the rain eruption thing, which obviously, you know, it's not that hard to figure out, but I, I would like to feel that because he showed it in full action so early that it might play a part at like a pivotal moment later on in the arc when it's like, you know, getting into like the action and the drama stuff yeah, that, that would be really exciting. Um, and uh, the only other thing that I, I was really noticing is, uh, like after having you know se- several chapters worth of this, I I feel like Oda kind of he leaned a little too heavily on the uh, kind of explaining details via Usopp freaking out. Like he's been basically in nonstop like screaming mode for like the past fifty pages or so, and I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like okay, you, you know, I kind of we we get it. Like you you don't have to reveal every piece of exposition through Usopp reacting to it. 
Um, it's like a Japanese variety TV show or something like look for the little box in the corner where Usopp is screaming. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I yeah. want to see like one of those where it's all these like pop stars and celebrities like commenting on like a funny video, but Usopp's just screaming <laughs> in one of those boxes. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. uh fan base, you're here. You heard him make it mm. do it. Um, but other than that, I'm just really looking forward to to seeing more about the the mink culture and and just you know more of what their deal is. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the next chapter in well two weeks. <laughs> yeah, totally, Ed. Well, uh, not much left for me me to say here, but uh, I did enjoy how physical the minks are, and especially with their seeming sort of uh, ideology of. You know, really judging people individually, although it makes sense with the that something might have happened to Sanji because, as we said, he can be quite the pervert. Um, but I, I wonder like how much Sanji had to do with you know, because obviously Jack was on Zoe and then he was off of Zoe chasing after Do Flamingo. So, did Sanji have something to do with that or not? We don't know. I hope so. I hope the Twirly Brown crew kind of had their own mini adventure to kick off Jack. Yeah. yeah, that would that would that would be pretty good, a good and a really good indication of how uh, powerful Sanji is. You know, even if he is incapacitated, we don't know. But now, how uh, long ago was it that? Uh, how long ago was was the events in Dressrosa? Because I want I'd like to gauge exactly when the Curly Brow crew came to Zoe. Uh, well, they came when... to Zoe in seven ninety five. You can see them on the sunny no. with the leg in the background. Six good days time. ago. Six days ago. Six days thank, ago. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's what it I, was. That's a week I minus a day. Yeah. Or so maybe it was. We... No, no. I'm sorry. It's a week ago. Seven. Days and ago. and I don't remember from the Kaido chapter. Did we see Sanji on Zoe or not? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He was okay. Caesar and everyone else. Okay. Oh, Caesar that's right. and right, right. yeah. Where is Caesar? He's the other one. He was with right. everyone because he was also with Brooke well, and uh... Jack. Could have gotten Caesar back because Jack was oh. or Jack's men were watching the broadcast during Punk Hazard. That's a good call. I didn't yeah. think about that. Again, Sanji well, might be stubbornly staying with Caesar. Who knows how that's Caesar's probably an important important in this, even if Luffy wants to forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued by the uh overall architecture of the mink fortress with the fruit everywhere and all that stuff um i also appreciated the gag of luffy not knowing what to do when the two mink women were getting emotional because he has no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's that's about it for me all right um and uh as for my thoughts uh yep as <laughs> as is often the case you guys covered uh, uh most of it i oh, i love... you're copping out <laughs> <laughs> i i i will say i i love this arc so far i'm a big fan of like cartoon animals and uh that sort of those sort of designs and so i i've loving seeing uh all of the the habitants of uh zoe and um oh yeah i you know i made a joke about this um during my pages but the thing about um conjuro's cat washing away i thought was really interesting uh, because I use an ink that uh, a lot of people uh, in comics use, but it was originally a Sumi ink, and it is not waterproof. So I think that it's, you know, a, a cool Also note. devil fruits, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I figured uh, yeah. it was mostly due 
because it was a devil fruit. Man, I totally was just like, oh, because the cat's made out of ink. He'll wash away. Or it's that's, a cat. That's, and your, cats that's hate your artist brain working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was uh, drawn by an artist. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably more likely. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, uh, Luffy's a good chew toy. Um, what else? Did, yeah, I think that's about it. The 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 big pineapple houses as someone who works on SpongeBob definitely uh raised a flag in my mind um but um yeah this this is looking really exciting and like i said i hope it's not too long before we see sanji for sure um any final notes nope nope all right let's move on to the next segment Hi, okay, this is an interview segment where I'm going to be talking to some friends of mine who are artists that like One Piece. I think this will be an interesting discussion because um, unlike the sort of uh, hardcore fan perspective that we hear a lot on the One Piece podcast, uh, I think it'll be nice to hear from some people who have been sort of reading the series on and off and I would say like it a lot, but are not uh, obsessing over it every week. <laughs> uh, first of all, we have the author of the New York Times bestselling comic collection, How to Be Happy, and illustrator Eleanor Davis. That's me. And we have the creator of the acclaimed webcomic and soon-to-be graphic novel from First Second Books, uh, the creepy case files of Margot Malou, Drew Wine. Hello. And last but not least, the incredible fine artist who just finished two massive multi-day performances and as a co-colorist with me on several projects, including Merman, Michelle Chittister. You're so nice to me. Just describing the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Should we, we should probably mention that some of us are married. All of us are married. All of us are married. To each other. <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All four of us are married to each other, basically. Uh, Drew. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. Drew and Eleanor are uh, a marriage. And Michelle and I are a marriage. Um, and we're, uh, I think it's kind of interesting. Michelle, uh, kind of marathoned through the books a few years ago and has been reading it week to week and is more or less caught up, maybe a couple chapters behind. And Drew and Eleanor had read a bunch of books a few years ago, uh, read about 60 or so <laughs> volumes and oh, then haven't read it for a while, right? We got, we got stressed out. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It, it was, was just that, pressure. well, we were reading Joey's copies and... Like, so we could just like burn through a volume every day or two. And then we got to where we caught up. Oh, is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. We yeah. Caught, caught up, up and exactly kind of lost happened. momentum. Because yeah, I yeah. remember. And then we had to wait however, however many months to wait for the next one. And Me it just, and Drew like... have a lot of inertia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that definitely like you get in that marathoning groove. And then when you suddenly have to wait, like, I think I did at some point, like, say, hey, there's a few more books out. Do you want to read it? And it was kind of like. Well, maybe just wait, and then and then you know a few years goes by. We're all busy people. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get into some other huge epic, <laughs> and then you come back a year later, and you're like, "Who are all these people?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Once I start feeling guilty about something, like it's just totally fucked. I, was, I started to kind of be like, "Oh God, I gotta start. Oh I got. I'm getting behind on one piece. Oh, I'm feeling so stressed out about it." And you're then, letting <laughs> Chopper down. <laughs> <so far. laughs> Lufian is knocking on me dust. <laughs> I know. Imagine me with like so many tears 
two snot, two snot dribbles. <laughs> no, no, like five snot, snot dribbles. Five oh yeah, and fifteen pure strands. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to start by just asking each of you if you can recall, like when you first encountered One Piece and some early impressions. How about you, Michelle? Mm, well, you kept having the anime on and it kept being people screaming and making those faces and their eyes would pop out and their teeth would pop out and their tongues would pop out it was just the everybody's screaming show while making horrible faces and drooling yeah once i realized that that was your impression of the show it pleased me so much that i basically only would like call you into the room whenever that was happening it's like hey check out this scene that's all that happens how about uh eleanor uh we were, um, me and Drew were teaching a teen comics class, and uh, we checked out a bunch of manga from the public library, and we were like, oh, One Piece, Joey likes this comic, uh, and kids like this comic, it's very popular, so we got the first couple of volumes and we read it, and we were like, this is pretty bad. <laughs> it's very boring. Um, but it's still fun to read in the same way that, like, crappy manga is <laughs> you know like junk food so then you were like no it's great and we're like that's nice joy that you like it so much and then <laughs> we powered through like eight more volumes and then suddenly we were like this i i see i understand what joy was talking about it's very easy to read it's very easy well, well no that's not true it used to be the beginning was easy to read and not good right and then it got progressively better and harder to read yeah denser is how i would uh, describe it for sure yeah so when you started uh reading more of it like when you started borrowing my books and reading several a week uh what were the things that were drawing you to it and that uh that stand out to you as sort of uh strong aspects of the series well i mean i remember initially you know liking usopp you know he was an early on character that was just really fun right and uh i always liked even from the beginning, it was kind of balls out emotional with the, with the sad stuff. Drew's a front uh, boss. I'm well, what? Oh yeah, Drew doesn't always no, Drew doesn't yeah. always sound like this. I have a bit of a cold. Sounds very sexy right now. He's a boss who's a frog. <laughs> I got a special cold just for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, special treat for the listeners. Uh, Michelle, what about you? When you started, like, I, I remember what happened is that you basically decided we'd had those books for a while and you, you marathoned through the books. What was it that sort of, like, really grabbed you about it? I had some time. <laughs> yeah. And my mind needed some things to be on. <laughs> I remember you saying that one of the things uh, that really struck you is about Luffy. Early on... The thing that's my thing that I love that made me cry and makes me cry probably makes me cry right now. Yeah, I'm not gonna cry. Oh, all right. Well, you don't have to talk um, about it. <laughs> no, I can talk about it. It's just I really like the part where Luffy, where he's been amassing some crew members, and then he has this big speech about how, like, <laughs> he can't about how he really needs his crew super bad because. He's like, I can't cook and I can't navigate and I can't because he's and I felt like Luffy was the same as me. And so I started crying a whole lot <laughs> because it was, I loved it a lot because I feel like I can't function without a lot of people helping me. 
He's just incredibly good at punching people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, and I can punch you. That's your skill. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is be there, and they'll carry me to the final boss, and I'll just punch him harder and harder every time, and that's the solution. The important thing that Luffy has is his love for his crew. Yes. And it brings us all together. It's just really nice that they all put up with him and take care of him so much, even though he's got a lot of problems. And he's... He can't do very much very well. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's eyes are getting very glittery. <laughs> just like in a manga. <laughs> this is a special episode of the podcast where I bring my wife on so she can cry. <laughs> I remember, I I think the first thing that like, and it was a ways in, I was reading, like, but the first thing where I was like, what is this thing I'm reading was... Uh, uh, when they were fighting, was it Mr. Three who had the candle yeah. power? Mm-hmm. He has and a three I, on his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that was, I feel like, the first point in which he, like, just kind of went balls out with, like, whatever, I'm going to let this be, like, ridiculous yeah. and, like, cram in, a, like, a weird idea, even if it doesn't really <laughs> seem to, like, make, like, you know, when it started, it had a sort of, like, it felt like he was working with tropes from other manga and oh. just doing it in a weird kind of, you know, like, you know, he had to find his voice. So it yeah, just it felt didn't like feel he, unique. No, it didn't it feel was, unique. It just felt like he was, was like doing a it a little guy, weird. A cat guy, yeah. but kind of like drawn like, in a shitty looking with way. The, with the devil fruits, at first it does seem to sort of make logical sense that they're all like elements and stuff. Or, or like mm-hmm. things found in nature, like Luffy's rubber, which is a sort of like sort of like a right. thing that you could find. And then, and then like there's a guy made out of smoke or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, <laughs> it, it gets a little bit more far removed when it's like, I'm a candle man. And you're like, how does that happen naturally that there's a fruit, you know? It turns into some sort of like enormous birthday cake confection at some point. Yeah. And everybody's trapped in him Uh and he's like spinning around or something. Yeah. And Zoro's going to cut his legs off to go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's really dire. Was that before Bon Clay? Yes. Bon Clay is number four. Uh, He's He's a a lot higher up. He's number two. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Yeah, so he wouldn't be. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a little bit farther on in the story. Because you had told us about Bon Clay, and uh-huh. uh, we were not, we still weren't prepared for how the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that's really interesting to me about One Piece is that um, the it's not like his style exactly changed. Mm-hmm. Everything's very recognizable from the beginning, you know, to the middle to the end. But his artwork gets so much better, yeah. uh, but in a kind of an odd way where it starts out and everybody's ugly. Like mm-hmm. in the drawings are ugly, right? But like with Buggy, when he first showed up, like it was just like I hate this guy. <laughs> he's so ugly and he's so stupid and so hideous. Yeah. And then when he shows up later at the um. At the, uh, the big war or in the, the prison. The big war, yeah, mm-hmm. and then the prison. He's it's a, he looks exactly the same, except yeah. somehow like his drawing has improved to the point where it is delightful. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's such a like hateable character yeah. at first, and now I am delighted yeah, anytime yeah, 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 he yeah, shows yeah. up. Well uh, he's more interesting, and yeah. it's just more like it's it went from just this it he's seeming kind of like a B uh level like spoof manga to mm-hmm. being something that grew into this like beautiful and bizarre flower yeah let's talk about art uh for a second i mean the art is sort of a barrier for a lot of people a lot of like manga fans and anime fans yeah. that, that are accustomed to a certain look yeah. um and 
and maybe even just uh, people that aren't uh, particular. I'd say all of us read all, a variety of stuff and aren't necessarily specifically manga and anime fans, but we like some Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah, so he has a very unique style. Uh, let as artists, like, what are some things that you've noticed about One Piece's art? Well, I something that I. Let me know if I'm talking too much. But oh, something okay. that I is really so he started out and he was just kind of a middling artist. Like the first volume, he was actually actively kind of bad, mm. and then he went through a stage where he was better, but his stuff was ugly. And then it he got really good, but his stuff is still really ugly, and it's hard to kind of put your <laughs> finger on like why it's so great. Yeah, well, I would say like I've. I remember, yeah, not being particularly taken by the art, but now that I'm so engrossed in, like, in, uh, what's the word, but, like, so, like... Engrossed? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm so into it. <laughs> it was an easy way to say it. Uh, that when I go back to those early volumes, I kind of love the way those look. Yeah, They're yeah, really yeah. loopy and soft looking, where he's gotten a lot more angular, kind of the sort yeah. of Dragon Ball versus Dragon Ball Z uh, mm. jump, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's gotten a lot more detailed... For better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, he... I was, yeah, I just it... pulled out an old volume just to look at it just now. And I, like, I having, like, I'm in the 60s now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just started uh, reading it again. We both did. Um, picking up from where we left off. Uh, but then I just went back to, like, volume six or seven just to, like, look at it. And it looks like a different comic just in terms of its, like, panel structure. Yeah, well... It has, like, only four panels per page. And, like, some <laughs> of them are just, like, one action happening in yeah. the panel. That's one of the things that's <laughs> odd about it is that the early comics were technically better comics. Like, yeah. better sequential art because you could tell what was going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's... The, the later stuff is, like... I love how dense it's gotten, and there's 20 million things going on in every page, and it's like 10 panels a page or something insane. But it's also hideous, and often he got really, really, really good at drawing, but there's still kind of basic stuff, like he stacks stuff too much. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not like, it looks great, so it's, you know, it's kind of subjective, but for clarity... Yeah. Often he has like a foreground, middle ground, background situation where it just looks like a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would say that like he yeah he's a lot more simple in the beginning and very clear with the storytelling, and I think that there's a I notice a change around Skypea and maybe maybe a little bit in Alabasta, but like really Skypea is a, a a space where I see a lot of growing pains where he's wanting to get more complicated mm. and he's not quite. Uh, there's some areas where I see him struggling and things are not very clear. And I think that that's the biggest jump now is that he has become both dense and complicated, but also has more of a mind for clarity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of that may also be his assistants, like doing a really great job of like fading fading out out the backgrounds and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Uh, Does Mm -hmm. he, uh, part of me wonders like, like literally like, I have to put on my reading glasses to read this comic at this point because like some of the like 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 he will cram into a page what he used to cram into a, a whole chapter I feel like yeah it's bonkers like sometimes like there'll be a big event happening and just like one small panel 
of one page yeah. and he'll like the figures will be almost microscopic you know, i like it <laughs> i also don't even look at it <laughs> <laughs> i don't care if it's clear or not well, you, I can't, like it. you can't kind of like you can kind of just coast through it if you like if you want to you, you're you're not really going to miss the main thrust of the action but like then he goes and hides a bunch of stuff like that's like detail stuff. That's or, what mm-hmm. Joey is for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I think is a, is also an interesting skill of his is to, to have the sort of several layers. It can be enjoyable on a surface level. Yeah. Or, uh, and, and that's not even, I don't even mean that in a sort of like negative way, surface level. I just mean like it can be enjoyable from someone just picking it up and getting the basic story. And then it has plenty for like members of the podcast, uh, like myself, to like really dig in and 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 dissect every panel and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know that so uh, for you guys having not read it for a while, uh, some of it's a little fuzzy. But like, do you have any particular story favorite story arcs that stand out, Michelle? Do you have anything that's a particular part that you like? Hmm. Are you supposed to? T- are you gonna tell me? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh. Remember, you like this story arc. I don't know. I actually don't really know. Maybe you think it all is equal. I don't know. No, I don't. I I really like a hundred million different things. <laughs> There's so much to like. Uh, you like Chopper's story arc very much, and it makes you teary. It's true. Thriller Bark was, I, I don't know, I really like Thriller Bark. Yeah, you yeah. guys really opened my eyes. I actually mentioned this on the, I was on the, we did a series of episodes called the One Piece Read-Through where we reread the whole series from the beginning, and I was on a few episodes of that, and I was on the Thriller Bark one specifically because my opinions on that arc changed a lot, and you guys kind of helped open my eyes to that a lot. Like, I think that I had sort of dismissed it as sort of, just like a, I don't know, like an arc that wasn't very important and that I didn't like very much. Mm. Uh, I think mainly because I just didn't like the main the villain, mm-hmm. uh, like Mor- Moria. Moria, yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you guys were reading it through, uh, you were. I remember that being one spot where you guys were like, "Oh man, this is so great, yeah. Eleanor!" Like, I I particularly liked it because, well, it was really. You know, he has so many different kinds of storytelling that he's really good at. And uh, he does, you know, you have something like the, some of the longer arcs, like the Alabasta arc, can get pretty floppy. But then um, some some of the flashbacks and the um, Thriller Bark arc are really tightly written in a very satisfying way. Um, And I just thought the jokes were super funny. (laughs) <laughs> what was it I, was, I, said I the, remember the, the, being the old truly... man that was oh, yeah, the, sorry the old man that was he thought it was a zombie but it was an old man with terrible with wounds terms. yeah <laughs> and like that on it like that joke could that just bumped it so yeah, high so in my estimation and, and the, and other the thing, fact that it, like I the the appalling <laughs> fact that Brooks was someone who joined the crew. I know, and he was so <laughs> awful. It was just that, and the the crew, like the 
the extant crew was appalled, and <laughs> the readers were all appalled. <laughs> I like Brooks. Brooks well, is great. Everybody yeah, yeah. likes him now, and the yeah. and the crew likes him now too. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, oh no. Because no. at the same time, like you're seeing Luffy like invite trees and, and, <laughs> and dogs and stuff to the crew. And, Listen, that stuff's cool. Yeah, no, it's great. No, it's awesome. It was and great. like. Brooke is doing. one of my favorite characters. Uh, I think one of the things I liked about it too is that I wanted a musician. Get... That's true. No, oh. I like him a lot, but he definitely, you know, like he's a comic relief sort of character. Yeah, he seems like a throwaway character, but he's yeah. not. But he is, but he's not. He's not. I think it, there was a sort of uh, difficult, uh, just the way the circumstances are that right after Brooke joined the crew, they all got separated. Yeah, and so we don't didn't have a ton of time at the point where you are uh, in Fishman Island, like to see Brooke. And I think Fishman Island is actually a place where Brooke shines a lot. Uh, yeah, eventually. Right. I don't know if you've gotten there or not, but uh, yeah, Brooke has some great moments in that. I don't think he needs to. to be a pervert though. We already had one <laughs> yeah, yeah, pervert. Yeah, Sanji's the pervert. Like, yeah. He's just a, like a slightly different flavor of pervert. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk like, uh, well, I don't want to speak for you, but you found yourself being more about, like, I don't want to talk about, like, negative things too much, but, like, I was a little, like, I've, uh, I was a little bit more bummed out rereading it this time as opposed to three years ago by, like, he's an interesting, he's a really interesting writer, how he writes women. Mm. Uh, He's got a lot of different kinds of women and really powerful cool women and that have really fascinating plots uh, a lot of the women look very different from one another which is a thing that manga often has a problem with uh where they kind of look samey mm-hmm. um but i yeah but some of them look very similar yeah yeah um but i was a little bit and this isn't a particular problem with one piece but just in general with media uh i was a little bit more bummed this time about how they're especially after the time skip they're like Oh, sexualized. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually a discussion that's been going on in the One Piece fan community a mm-hmm. lot lately, uh, is Oda's treatment of female characters. And I think that one of the things that burns a little bit, uh, burns everyone a little bit, is that uh, One Piece is one of those series that you can point to, especially in those sort of shonen manga genre yeah. of like... A, a series that has a lot of really strong female characters. Yeah. Uh, and They're three-dimensional. Good... Uh, yeah, uh, a lot. Of... <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> yeah, 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 and a lot of you know a lot of great depictions of, of of female characters, and and you can see like when Luffy goes to the island of women that like Oda has the capability of doing a lot of different sort of character designs and stuff like that, and lately it does seem like he's been falling back on less positive uh, mm-hmm. depictions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a bad a, habit. Yeah, it's yeah. not a deal breaker. It's a bad habit of anime to when things get serious and more intense to sort of make the ladies fluffier and fall them back into the background. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a strong storytelling technique to some extent to have a character that is strong uh, get kind of pushed back because then that sort of accentuates that like Luffy then has to rescue them or whatever, but then on the other hand that really kind of sucks too you yeah there's the ladies uh, but i don't know i i i feel like a trope in a lot of manga that kind of only recently started to bother me is like the the like guy pervert 
mm-hmm. trope with the like lady who like you know is irritated but like gives him a slap or whatever mm-hmm. and it's all very harmless mm-hmm. you know that kind of like <laughs> Rumiko Takahashi right that's true <laughs> it's not like it's it's not you know it's very very it's a standard thing um and it's just sort of like just these sort of conversations happen online about like you know uh um just like sexual harassment and stuff and it seems having heard more of those types of conversations it seems less less funny you know yeah. like the panty jokes or whatever yeah. and the... it's also yeah yeah and i think the thing about brooke uh is that the sort of joke with him is that he's a gentleman but he's also rude right and then within the rude jokes because there's farting and stuff that aren't necessarily pervert right, stuff right, right. but like but you know oda likes you know he likes to say that Frankie's a pervert, too, because he wears a Speedo. Right, right, right. But he doesn't actually do anything other than just, like, (laughs) oh, my God, Frankie's my favorite. (laughs) Let's talk favorite characters for a second. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry for being a downer. (laughs) I really love No, so you said you liked Usopp uh, early on. Yeah. Uh, So you like Frankie a lot. Frankie's one of my favorites, for sure, too. I can't decide between Frankie and Usopp. Maybe it's Frankie. I really (laughs) like Frankie. But Usopp's great, too. Well, I mean, you know, Luffy is everyone's favorite yeah luffy's a great uh there's a lot of like uh manga series where the main character is sort of mm-hmm. the most boring one and it's nice that luffy is still really fun yeah uh, fun to follow and someone that you care about yeah we know that michelle loves luffy do you have mm-hmm. any other characters that you've been that you're always happy to see or ivan cost oh yeah <laughs> oh man that's one of the first things that got michelle interested in the series for search so it was like I mean, do you want to... I know, from my perspective at least, uh, you kept saying that it was the series where people are screaming all the time, but then once I started showing you scenes with, like, even Cobb's, like, giant head and stuff like that, you were like, yes. I love this. This is something more than just... Not only are people screaming, but there's this <laughs> beautiful character. <laughs> yes. Very good. <laughs> I like that. I like that entire story arc. Really the Impel Down story arc with the best kind of perverts <laughs> yeah well, i think perverts don't like you know like there's the pervert where it's like frankie where he's like oh he's wearing a funky outfit or yeah. something but like like the pervert where it's like like show me your underwear like yeah. like well, a it harassment sort of yeah it just depends on if you're taking it out on another person yeah but yeah um, the new comma uh to celebrate oh God, uh, so themselves good. And it's just such an interesting combo because it's not like those are respectful depictions mm. of like transgender no. people, but they're also very loving and a lot more tolerant than a lot of like, uh, you know, like yeah. shitty transphobic sort of. Yeah, no, that's and, the thing. And they let them become like important characters, important yeah. full characters. Yeah. yeah. And they're not bad. Who are necessary yeah. for the main characters yeah. to even be able to move on in the story, you know? Yeah, like yeah. they save them. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really strong uh, aspect of of One Piece as well. But I think I'm it also has its flaws. I'm ready for Ivan to show up some more and just be intolerably yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if for a transgender person, if it would be what they would have to say about it. Yeah, I don't know, and it's also the the there's a conflation there of transgender and drag which are right, two right, different right. things yeah, yeah. Totally. it's not yeah. entirely positive because there's the stuff with sanji stranded on the new kama island yeah but then sanji's such a 
piece of shit. You know, like, you Sonny's, don't, you're not sympathetic yeah. to Sonny's him. Sonny's a character that, I, well, I liked him more at the beginning, and I have liked him less as the story has gone on. He's it's awful. True. I think that's sort of been the arc with a lot of fans, is he, he's originally portrayed as this really cool guy. All the stuff with him being sort of the espionage guy and Alabasta and stuff, right. Mr. Prince and stuff was so cool and so exciting and it's it's always a little bit of a letdown when all he's got to say is like that the ladies are beautiful. Yeah. I like his new Those eyebrow. Need. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it how how was that uh, <laughs> finding his It does make him somehow sexy. <laughs> I like it. Um so moving on, uh, I all of you have had sort of a limited uh, experience with the anime, like a few movies, a, a, a little bit of the TV series, I think. Do you guys have any feelings or I watched up to I think I watched the entirety all the way through the Alabasta so it was a decent chunk of it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you've watched more than I thought you had. Yeah. It went down very easy. <laughs> yeah. And I know uh, you guys watched Strong World with me, and I think that you watched movie six, the um, the Baron, uh, Baron's Island or whatever that one's called, uh, that's a little darker, right. moodier. Um, Michelle, you watched... We, we tried to watch some of the anime uh, on Hulu. But Hulu's sort of a tough animal to get through because there's all those ads and junk. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you guys have any feelings about the anime? I... It, well, I mean, it wasn't like super inspired, and I mean, but it did. It did a good job of like clearly showing the action, which Oda himself sometimes. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Has trouble with you know. It can be clarifying. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say for me, one of the strongest aspects is the voice acting. Like, I really love all the uh, characters' voices, and I think they bring them to life a lot. And I think I recently stopped watching the anime just because of time constraints, and uh, the quality has dipped considerably in recent years. And, like, uh, that was one of the things holding me on for for a long time, is just loving hearing the, like, vocal performances mm -hmm. and the music and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I'd say, you know, uh, it's cool to just stick with the manga and maybe watch a movie every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. The Strong World one was really fun. The other the other one, what was the... Uh, Baron? Baron Omatsuri's Island. Right. Yeah. That was so, like, un... Was the feel was so different from One Piece that, like I, I f like, I feel like my brain, like, instantly, like, was like... That doesn't count. <laughs> did you guys? Yeah. Did you guys watch Summer Wars with me? I feel like I watched you that did. with some yeah. friends yeah. of ours. That's the same director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can maybe yeah. sort of feel that. Right. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, but maybe because it's so different, and because it's so quality. Like, I mean, those two movies are two mm -hmm. of the best movies, right. uh, for sure. Um, so you guys are at different points in the series. So, uh, without getting spoiling Eleanor and Drew too much. Uh, Michelle, do you have any thoughts on where you'd like the series to go from where you're at? I'm sorry that I keep being quiet <laughs> when you ask me a question that I'm quiet for a long time. Uh, These are big questions. Yeah. <laughs> we can, I, if, I feel if like I'm... Okay. Um, it's too much. We can just can ask. Well, I like what you've talked about, about the swordsman... Lady, what's uh, Tashigi? Her name? Tashigi. Yeah. Oh, is she a new one? About how she needs to become. No, she's not. You she's remember? smokers. She the... Like she has glasses. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she and Zoro are like a deal, and 
I like your thing about how she needs to become she needs to become the ultimate swordsman who has to fight. Yeah, I think going Zoro back to fight. going back to like what we were talking about. about Come on, Oda. <laughs> Come about, on. Yeah, about strong women. Is she a marine? Uh, yeah, she's story? a marine, and she's uh, she looks a lot like uh, the girl that Zoro grew up with, who died right. when he was a kid, and she's. Uh, you know, she's a skilled swordsman and has had some really great moments, but as the series goes on, she just sort of gets weakened a little bit, and yeah. I would really like to see uh, some redemption in, in that aspect. Uh, sure. They always do that. They always underpower the female characters and push them into, like, you know, subsidiary roles. Man, that's so almost like... <laughs> Reality? Reality. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are... In the middle of Fishman Island right now, mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of ways for you guys to go. But like, I'm curious to see what what or to hear what you guys would like to see and where you see the series going. Um, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm interested in. Uh, I think one of the things me and Drew talked about is that it seemed like there was kind of a bit of a balance of like, oh, well, pirates are really bad, but they can be good. And the world government can do a lot of really shitty stuff, or the the navy, mm-hmm. uh, but also they could be good sometimes. But then, like towards the impel down arc, it was like, man, the government's awful. Yeah. The government's just weak. The real bad guys are the one percent. Is that because they're because of? The <laughs> but that's a secret. I didn't tell you guys no, that they just know, now. They've they've seen on the with the celestial dragons. Yeah, they've seen okay. the celestial right. dragons. Okay. So they know. So you know. Um, they don't know the extent. <laughs> it's interesting well, that bad. he's willing to go his balls bad. out with the like political comment. I mean, you know, he's not like making a like total metaphor, but definitely it's making a statement to like, you know. Talk about the 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 one percent. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, you know, like casting them as such bad guys, and well, they're just monsters. Yeah, they're just awful. Yeah, but it's it. I'm I'm excited about Garp and uh, I'm sorry, Tashigi and who's the. The guy that was a little kid when we first Kobe. met him, Kobe. Yeah, and yeah. he has the hockey now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. so I mean, I don't know, just the pirate. Uh, rebel world government seeing good dynamic. forces raised yeah. within the antagonists. Yeah, basically. or just yeah. kind of like see how that shakes out because right now the government is so bad, yeah. so evil. Yeah, I think it was really a sort of interesting thing at first that at the beginning of the series it was easy to be like, well, the interesting thing about One Piece is that the pirates are the good guys and the navy are the bad guys, right, right, and then right. it got a little more muddied and yeah. it got a lot more complicated. Uh, but then. Oda really like kicked things into gear. <laughs> yeah. uh, eventually, when he introduced this sort of per, uh, world government that mm-hmm. that does seem a lot more corrupt and stuff, and that 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 does sort of sway the way that the Marines go. Yeah, um, they just are awful. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, Robin's investigations into oh, the world yeah. history and the the Poneglyphs and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I sure. want. We, I want. Uh, Sabo? Mm-hmm. I want Sabo to come back. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you think he's not dead? Yeah, no, I don't think he's dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. Um, 
Okay, well, thanks, you guys. This Thank has been really fun. Yay. Um, yeah. We were so worried we'd humiliate ourselves and you <laughs> by not remembering. I'll try to I'll comments. try to hide the, uh, all the negative comments. They don't even remember who Tashigi is. Tashigi? <laughs> <laughs> no, make it seem like I know. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll fix it all in post. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry. I'll dub it in. Um, do you ha- guys have anything Take you'd like to plug? all my words. <laughs> There's I wish a mysterious that, ghost in the I wish in the podcast that they could see your beautiful swimmy teardrops when you're mm. talking about Lucky. <laughs> yeah, that I think that, that sort of no. like washed away your enthusiasm. Really, <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to sit here and think about how emotional I feel like. <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. I mean, it's a very... I'm sorry. So, do you, Drew and Eleanor, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I know you just had a book come out. Oh yeah, we had a book that we um, wrote and drew together from Tune Books called Plop to the Top, which is for very little kids. Ages, it's a comic book. Ages like what, four to seven? Uh, something like it was like grades, grade two, something like mm-hmm. that. And it is about a dog that becomes internet famous. <laughs> uh, classic tale, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody should read. You can still read all of. Uh, book one of Margot Malou oh, yeah. um, online. And it's so free. good. And it's so good. It's yeah. one of the best kids' comics ever written. You can go to uh, margomalou.com and that's Margot the regular way and Malou is M A L O And uh, Or you can wait until next fall and then read it um, uh, in a paper version uh, when it comes out from for a second. A dead tree version. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do both. Will there be ebooks? <laughs> They're probably there. I, you know, I don't know. Um, and then they could follow you guys on Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to plug. I also have a book coming out in February that's about BDSM porn stars. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and it's a yeah, it's a love story that's about um, uh, women falling in love uh, within a patriarchy. So if the listeners are sick of us all plugging our kids' books, maybe this is something they could... Yeah, I do uh, stuff for very, very little kids, and then I do uh, stuff that's for um, grown-ups. But yeah, so at Drew Wang and at SquinkyLO, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be tweeting all, at all you guys out uh, at this point. And Michelle, um, do you have anything to plug? <clears throat> Anywhere they can see your art? My or? name is MichelleChittister.com. <laughs> And my website is M-I-C-H-E-L-E-C-H-I-D-E-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M. Yeah, follow her on Twitter, at Drogo Chittasetter. It's not spelled like her last name. I spelled it wrong on accident a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Yay! Uh, Thank you, Joey. Yeah, and with that, we'll move on to the next segment. Good job, Joey. Good job being the winner. You win. Our sponsor this week is Right Stuff. Right Stuff sells everything anime and manga, and they just recently expanded their figure selection, and you're going to find what you're looking for at competitive prices. Uh, so, Zach, what makes Right Stuff different than ordering manga and anime from other places on the internet? That's it. You're just bringing this question on me, and I didn't even get time to think about. It. Okay, they well, I know they have pre-orders. You know, sometimes even early, you get it right when you need it. That's always cool. Um, you get free shipping for orders over forty-nine dollars in the United States, and I don't live in Canada, but here 
it's uh, the same if it's over $249 there. You know, I wonder um, if that's US or Canadian. Uh, it's probably Canadian, I'd have to guess, since it's Canada. You know, it's kind of one of but, those uh, and, uh, But, you know, it's even better. Right Stuff handles uh, customs paperwork for uh, easy, no-hassle delivery. So they got that going for them. Uh, Which could, I mean, international delivery can be can be quite the hassle. Yeah, well, I've had to deal that with that with Greg on several occasions, and I know that it could be a hassle. So, yeah, that's, that's true, too. Um, they have great packaging. They have their Got Anime Savings Club, so you could get, like, five... Uh, you could buy, you know, more anime for discounted prices and extended return dates and stuff. And uh, with all that great packaging, you can be sure that all your products are pretty much going to arrive uh, undamaged. True. It's always good to have undamaged products that you get. Um, hey, I mean, I've gotten a few things destroyed from other retailers before, but never from Right Stuff, so. It's true. And that does happen. Um, and they have oh, special like, available. I especially like that brown paper mummy thing they do with their manga. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I... And another great thing about Right Stuff is to go digging in their bargain bin. They have classic old stuff no one's thought about in years. You should, <laughs> you should always always check that out. Joey, always... you're our host this week. Do you have yeah, any yeah. Right Stuff anecdotes? Uh, yeah, I've ordered from Right Stuff a few times. Uh, the cool, uh, cool thing about Right Stuff is, uh, for instance, uh, last year... Discotech came out with a Dr. Slump the Movies box set that me and some other people were so, so excited about even when it was first announced. And on Right Stuff, it was actually the first spot where there was any sort of concrete information about what was included in the set and seeing the box art and stuff like that. And I think that that's because they're a specialty store. They can work more directly with the companies. And that's, I think, also why a lot of times people get the products first uh, if they order from Right Stuff. Yeah, they actually have uh, phone customer service. You can actually call them and get information like that. And the, the reps, they know anime, and they can help you uh, with what you need. I mean, there aren't a lot of places that do that, but Right Stuff is one of them. That's true. Uh, so check them out, rightstuff.com or rightstuffanime.com. Uh, check it out. What else can we say? Stuff with one F. Here we are in the Piece Together segment where we address questions, comments, and theories. Let's start with Reddit. Steven? Uh, yeah, so uh, actually my time is very limited. We're starting with this one um, intentionally because uh, it is addressed to me, and it's actually something that I meant to talk about. Um, so before I go, I am just going to answer this real quick. Uh, it's a question from Shy Guy uh, who asks, uh, Hey, guys, so I have a question for the man who's always cool and never square, Mr. Stephen Paul. Thank you very much. I was rewatching my all-time favorite episode of the podcast Senior Works at a Bank, and in that episode, you said that you and Greg had a theory about why all of Senior Pink's moves were meow, and said that if someone asked you any piece together when the arc was done, you would tell us. Um, that being said, my question is, do you think Jewelry Bonnie created the red line after giving birth to her daughter Crocodile, <laughs> and to a much lesser extent, what is my theory? Um, yeah, so this is a theory that I had based on, like, you know, just... Me and Greg one day, I think, you know, I was trying to help him out with his uh, his column, like trying to figure out, OK, what's Mr. What's Senior Pink's deal with the uh, with the cat meows in all of his um, attacks and stuff. And um, I 
So I was just kind of Googling things, trying to, you know, just free association. What, 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 what connects him to cats? And it did occur to me that uh, Senor Pink, uh, Mr. Pink, is uh, the name of character in Reservoir Dogs, mm -hmm. uh, played by Steve Buscemi, who also is uh, the basis for kind of Sanji's attitude. Um, and so I was like, hmm, well, that's that's a little too close to be coincidence. And so I was like, well, okay, it's something to do with Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. And I was kind of looking through like the script. I was just trying to look for like memorable quotes from uh, Mr. Pink. And there is one line in the movie where he complains about being Mr. Pink. Cause he says like, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? You might as well just call me Mr. Pussy. And it made me wonder like if Oda is watching this with subtitles, um, if like he assumed, or if he just, you know, kind of did a, a little inference here that he was referring to cats. Um, <laughs> and oh therefore <laughs> like got that idea from that. Now, I don't know if that, I don't, I, I'm not suggesting that this is actually necessarily <laughs> believable, but I did think it was kind of interesting and um, you kind of see why I would not, <laughs> why, why we, he, he, Greg did not use this in his column because uh, mm. uh, it's a little, a little adult um, there, but uh, that was something interesting that I found um, when kind of looking up possible connections there. So yeah, I just wanted to answer that because I, I had not forgotten about that. I did want to get to it. So uh, thank you for asking. And uh, I'll let you guys handle the rest of this segment. Awesome. Thank you, Thanks, Steven. Steven. Thank you, Steven. All right, dude, do you want to read the next Reddit question? I sure do. Uh, this comes from Meme Meme No Me. <laughs> kind of a mouthful. And, uh, and they write, and they write, uh, All right, since <laughs> we've got a week off from the manga and I've been watching a lot of Columbo episodes, uh, Ed, do you have a Peter Falk impression? Uh, no, I don't. That was a pretty good Peter Falk. Well, okay then. Uh, now, one more thing. I might as well get back to this question. So uh, he says he's watching a lot of Columbo episodes. So let's do some detective work. Wait, where okay. do they air Columbo? Um, uh, like you know, the, you know those digital sub channels on broadcast. Oh, like Ion or something. It's like that, but like two steps below that. <laughs> they're on. They're on Netflix now. Two oh, really? steps below that, yep. but I thought yeah. that Columbo was always one step ahead of the. Oh nah. my god! Yes. Okay. You know so what they say? Right, it's on right before Emergency and like Trapper John, MD. You're never gonna get this question. <laughs> BJ no. and the Bear. All right. Uh, so Sanji, Brook, Momonosuke, and Caesar are still missing. Chopper and Nami are fine. Chopper looks blinged out, like they've been giving him gifts. The minks are calling the Straw Hat Saviors, and we saw four torture stocks they'd passed, but only the fourth had the mink in Wanda's flashback, getting tortured on it, and had blood in it. Jack was clearly looking for somebody. My best guess was that. If he failed to retrieve Dofi, he's at least trying to bring Caesar to Kaido to salvage Smile production. What do you guys think happened? Uh, that's a hey. loaded question with a lot of evidence. Um, that's actually that's actually not a bad theory. No, it yeah, isn't. I, I could support that. Like Caesar, Caesar's the big catalyst, and we were I think we mentioned that at the end of the manga recap that uh, where is Caesar? But yeah. also remember in the chapter with Kaido uh, when uh, Sanji and the guys were we cut the Zoe. They were looking specifically for the samurai. Mm. They said that. I'm so. going to say of these pieces of evidence, the one I'm most curious about, besides obviously the Sanji and maybe Caesar stuff, um, is Chopper. Um, and I feel like he, it's pretty like implied that he probably had some sort, him and Nami obviously, but Chopper because of his minkness. 
uh, probably had an important role to play in the, in it. Well, when I saw Chopper initially in this chapter, I thought he was like the king. We were all saying he's like the king of the minks, but I think he almost like tried to indicate that he was the leader of the Straw Hats. <laughs> like, like they'd all see him as like, oh, you must be running that cruise. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I totally race. assumed that it was like his ability to like shift from animal form to human form that uh, made, you know, impressed the minks and maybe they've showered him with riches. Yeah, like he's extra special because of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, he also has a two-part theory slash question. He says, my theory on Kaido underlings being named after booze, wearing masks, and having weapon limbs gets stronger. Okay. Um, the lower half of Jack's face is covered. As for the people who thought Conjure was suspicious, I guess this is a... Uh, this is been... To us, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, to, well I, I don't... No, See, I don't. I don't no, no, I don't. I don't think anyone here. But no, no, no. This is directed to anybody else, like who who thinks so. And I've seen people on the internet think that you know Conjuro is suspicious because he's weird. Um, he says, uh, "I think between his terrible drawing of Neko's Iamon, when it's only to help him and Kinemon, and they're bringing the monkey back up, so it shows that he's just stupid and not really a schemer." Yes, I think that's a little <laughs> clearer. And I hate to pull this card again. I think that's a little clearer in the of- official translation. Yes, um, I, I think his just uh, a fussiness. Goof. It's a bit of a giggle puss. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> likes cats. <laughs> yeah. So he exactly. says. Last we see that the minks keep some of their basic animal instinct, including chewing on rubber. I didn't even think about that actually. Um, I think it's entirely possible a dog mink just might straight up bury book uh, brook in some dirt, like uh, <laughs> buries brook and arcs. Anyways, <laughs> fucking love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to be super bummed out if if Brooke hadn't been buried now. Um, that's that's actually something that I don't think we've seen yet in One Piece. Like, because people generally, when they see a moving skeleton, uh, no, they, it happened they... once. Uh, that the that they thought Brooke was dead. No, that they that oh. they're like, oh well, we might as well bury him. Oh yeah. Well, Luffy and the zombie. That was right. Probably the closest thing we've had yeah, so that's far. True. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mimi. No me. Uh. This is the next question comes to us from Prince Cheddar. It says, hey, guys, I think it's pretty obvious what has happened to Sanji. Clearly, he's in a coma. His mind broke trying to decide if he was attracted to Minkum. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I like short questions or yeah, theories. Well, well put. I uh, think Sanji can do it if anybody can. That, that's right. <laughs> he'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll, he'll figure out where it goes. Uh, Bullet, <laughs> ca- Bullet Catcher uh, says, first off, I think Gunfall would be best precedent. That said, in the vein of that type of question, as a group, which seven characters in one piece would make the best or weirdest Supreme Court? Well, I will defer to Ed and wow. Zach on this one because but, I don't know yeah. jack shit about <laughs> lawyering. Um, that, that's good. That's a good one. That's a fun one. Hmm. I mean, that's a that's a legitimately good question. Uh, so, so Ed, do you want to like go through this per justice and see which one matches up with whom? I feel like that might be oh, a fun way to go about really? it. Really? Uh, that let's just go with which ones would be best. No, because it would be fun to kind of like who would be you know uh, Scalia. <laughs> oh wow! That's, like, um, that's a good question. I, personally, Sakazuki comes to mind. Um, he's more of a Wapol. Can I suggest or a Wapol? He's, he's shaped like Wapol. Oh, who's who would you have as Ginsburg? Uh, Doctor Kreia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. Very accurate. There's no better answer than that for Ginsburg. <laughs> oh, oh man. We don't have to do all of them, but some of them I feel like might have more obvious counterparts. I think Suru could be on there. 
Suru would also be a great Ginsburg. Yeah, that's that's sorry. Yeah, that might be a better one. <laughs> sorry, Brian. Yeah, I think, I think uh, with all these questions about like who would make good politicians or leaders, characters like Suru keep coming up because it's like who seems reasonable? Ah, Suru. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Well, Suru's is a bad old biddy, and so is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh uh, yeah, she is sure. notoriously a bad old biddy. Um, I don't know. I think Iceberg would probably be on there. He'd probably be one of the boring justices. Iceberg would be like a briar. <laughs> is he even on the court still? Yeah, he's on the court. Okay. You're thinking mm. of Stevens or Suter. You're thinking of Suter. I'm thinking of uh, I always get Suter yeah. and Briar. Suter's the one you always forget was there. Um, Who's the Clarence? I can't think of who Clarence Thomas would be. Um, oh, man. Crocodile? I don't know why um, that popped yeah. into my head. They're both, kinda, they're both shitheads. I can, I can get behind that. That's got to be like someone... Hmm... It's like misled by the world. Or I think something. Uh, I think Kennedy is Kizaru because he's sort of in between. Kennedy, yeah. <laughs> Although Kennedy doesn't have that much personality. I'm sorry, Kennedy. <laughs> Kizaru has like a certain way about him. Um, I think yeah. that's all the important. I think I think I could say for sure though that none of them are Kuzan. Sorry, guys. None of them are that cool. No, none of them are that cool. That's the problem. Yeah, you don't get on the Supreme Court by being cool. No. Who? Who's Scalia? Who's evil and slimy enough to be Justice Scalia? I suggested Wapple. I oh yeah, Wapple's oh, okay. pretty good. But he does. Yeah, I guess Wapple does say ridiculous things. They're also, also as I said, they're shaped the same. Argle bargle. And what was Fufferall? Fufara. Fufara. Sorry, I could really talk about this question forever. We should probably move on. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your question, Bullet Catcher. Um, I'm sure that Ed and Zach will talk about this at length when they're wasted at one point. And Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're coming to visit next week, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I am. No, not next week. A couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for your question. Foodgasm uh, says, imagine if Funkfried uh, was on Zoe. Would he be worshipped as a god? Um, pr- Probably not. Well, he is an elephant, so. Also, he asks, do you think that Oda regrets giving a Zozo no me to a sword and not a person? Yes. Um, I do. I really? Think. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the, I, I don't know. Well, I mean. We, we might have to get an elephant mink man now, so true. who cares? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that brings up the sort of idea of, like, which is always the weird conflict with cartoon animal characters is, like, how they react to, like, actual animal versions of themselves. Yes, yeah, yes. Like, the goofy Pluto debate. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, or, you know, the, what are those uh, cowboys of Moon Mesa or whatever? Oh, oh wow. Our <laughs> fucking biker mice from Mars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, 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 uh, the thing that Oda did that was good uh, thinking is that they eat fish. Uh, so there are carnivores, but uh, he's already gotten rid of the idea of there being fish people up there because there's fishmen, you know, as True. a separate race. Yeah. yeah. That would be very confusing. Well, yeah. Remember, fishmen themselves didn't often eat fish. They would eat like shellfish, but not mm-hmm. like other fish. Mm. Yeah. Cannibalism. Come on. Guys. We need a shellfish man. Oh my god! He's, he's so shellfish. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that's womp womp. All right, <laughs> Mistress Page says, "Hi guys, love the podcast. I've been a fan ever since the beginning, and it's crazy to think of how far alongside everyone on the podcast crew has developed and grown." Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a couple questions. One, do you find it strange we haven't heard not about Big Mom's tea party and the expected bomb blow up? It was mentioned in Fishman Island that it is four days away and it's been nearly two weeks since then. Do you think this plot point will resurface sooner rather than later? 
I don't think it's been two weeks. I think it's been a week and a couple days and like a handful of days. The, the point is it would have blown up by now. Oh, right? yes. But I think the time it would have happened was in between that week that we were gone. Um, I think well, that was four days in. To be fair, the treasure that was sent with the bomb wasn't for the tea party. It was just, hey, we didn't have the, the sweets for you. Here's some treasure. She can oh. open that whenever. That's it's true. Not, it's not food. So why I'm, would she? Uh, nope. True. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still. Uh, I've, I think I've said this before on the show, but I, I'm still predicting that she will eat the treasure, including the box, and it will blow up in her stomach, and we'll just get the, that gag like, "Ooh, spicy!" And I kind of. Yeah, by now it's been so long. I kind of want like everything to get resolved with Big Mom, and then her open the treasure box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty comical. Um, and uh, second question: If a straw hat was a Simpsons character, who do you think they would be? Oh my God, are we it doing? Was Steve. Are we... Where's Steve when you need him? He could have answered the Supreme Court question, too. Um, well, uh, that's that's really well. Someone put Joe Flamingo as Sideshow Bob, but I don't, I guess. Well, that's straw, he's not, not a straw, straw hat. hat. Oh, yeah, because he could say, a light straw uh, hat. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, uh, Krusty is uh, Buggy or whatever. But... Lisa's Robin, obviously. <laughs> Luffy is Homer. Well, oh, they have yeah. similar characteristics. I mean, the eating and mm-hmm. the, the gluttonous and the Brooks not like stupidity, grandpa. but kind of aloofness. Death. <laughs> Bro- Brooke is grandpa. Yeah, Brooke is grandpa. That's true. Uh, Lisa's Robin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but everybody loves Robin and nobody likes Lisa. <laughs> the Japanese actually really love Lisa. Oh, well. That's what so the Japanese really love Robin. And so if, if Lisa were in Japan, she would be fond over. <laughs> and eventually grow up to have gigantic boobs. That's interesting. I didn't know that the Japanese were particularly fond of Lisa. Yeah. She well, has that. She has the the, the good attitude. Can I we guess... just make Sanji Mo? Just for the hell of it. <laughs> I like it. It makes no sense, but I like it. He's and then Sanji. Ugly and then Sanji was. Oh, let's say Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kid, kid Sanji. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Maxter Dexter says, Lately, when I try to hear the podcast on my phone, as soon as I can, I miss it from my Tuesday commute while on PC and iTunes already uploaded. Is it a technical issue? Great question. That's totally targeted toward me. I get it, Maxter Dexter. Um, The problem has been that we uh, went through a lot of upgrading and maintenance. Um, There's still some little issues. Uh, I think that should be resolved for the future. You should be getting this episode, for example, Monday night. Uh, the problem is I have to hit an extra button uh, after, you know, I put up the episode and when we were starting to, first I didn't know that I needed to press that extra button. Then I forgot to press that extra button. <laughs> and sometimes I press the wrong extra button. Uh, that's like the simplest way I could put it. It's not quite that, uh, you know, dumb of me, but it's uh, at times it has been. Um, the latest it will come out is around when I wake up uh, on Tuesday morning. So the latest will ever come out is around 8 a.m. Eastern, uh, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, So if you don't see it by then, then there's a real issue. Um, But you should definitely see it by then. Hopefully that problem will not persist, though. Uh, We also were having a a couple weeks back just problems with the site. That's a completely different problem. Uh, But that's it. It should not happen again. Oh, um, actually, on that note, we submitted to Google Play, and a lot of people were asking us about it, like, submit to Google Play. We were accepted, um, and they haven't launched their podcasting apps yet, 
That'll be on Android, obviously, and Google devices. Uh, but the problem is we do M4A podcasts. Uh, the reason being that they're smaller files with better quality. Um, and they also have the chapter feature. So why not? Um, but the problem is I don't think Google Play uh, yet is compatible with that. So when it comes out, do not start yelling. Uh, just remember that it might not work immediately. Now I'm done. Okay, thanks. Uh, Melody0611 says, Hi guys, or hey guys. I'm a big fan of OPP, you know me, and I was looking forward to hearing One Piece discussions. I noticed that most of the supernovas are wearing some kind of hat or accessory on their heads. I wonder if there's a meaning behind it because we all know there's some deep meaning behind Luffy's straw hat. P.S. Shout out to my sister because today is her birthday. Happy birthday, sister. Happy birthday, sister. Happy birthday. Oh, Happy uh, birthday. Here's a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to have a theory about that, mainly concerning the pre-time skip straw hats, that I noticed all the Devil Fruit users wore hats. Like Brooke, Robin, Chopper, and Luffy. With hmm. Who have a hat? Uh, he's got oh, headphones. he has headphones. Mm. She said some type of headwear, and that's not all true because of... Un Rouge. Un Rouge, yeah, and uh, Hawkins. They don't wear anything on their heads. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really know that Hawkins has a devil fruit. I don't think Rouge does. Uh, Hawkins probably has a devil fruit. I mean, he had that voodoo Hawkins almost thing. definitely has a devil fruit. Yeah. A Rouge almost definitely does not. Well, may, might, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that covers them. Yeah, I don't. I never thought about that actually. Um, I I honestly don't think that they have a deep meaning like Luffy's straw hat. Like, do, I don't think they go that deep. Um, like Law's hat certainly doesn't have any significance. We would have seen something by now, considering we, you know, saw his flashback. Yeah, I think it's mainly coincidence. Like one connection I always drew is Robin's cowboy hats with Saul's, but Oda didn't put, directly connect those. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't, uh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah. I was, I was hoping for it during the flashback. Like one of the reasons he wears a cowboy has in remembrance of him, but didn't happen. That sounds like an SBS answer. It should be asked. Yeah. Okay. Um, who is, uh, is on a quest to eventually return those headphones to the man who gave them to him. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Dore. Yeah. Maybe he got No, the... that's uh, Drake. So, yeah, that's right. right. Beats by Dore. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> so Pinwheel Eatery says, "What do you guys think about Roger being the original owner of the straw hat?" That's that's an interesting uh segue. Um uh I feel like we've we've said a piece on that before, but I'm I'm cool with it. I I, I at first I thought it was really ham-fisted, but I'm fine with it now. I mean, seeing yeah. the way that like Shanks was the like the apprentice pirate on Roger's ship, and we haven't really seen anything like of, of a relationship between them, so I'd be more interested in seeing how Shanks got it in the first place. I think then I would be. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it as it is, but that would just make the story better. Yeah, I imagine that's going to be like the final flashback concerning Roger, yeah. or maybe like uh, when the the other alliance goes after Shanks. Yeah, and I always. I did like that reveal only because I always felt if the one piece is anything, it's something that's probably been in plain sight the entire time. Hmm. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lebrowski says, I think in the last episode of OPP, someone mentioned how the Samurai's abilities are all circus slash theater related. Do you think it's possible for Raizo to possibly be similar to a mime? 
it sort of keeps the theme since there are pantomime theaters and performances, and him being a ninja would be very convenient since they have to stay silent all the time. Stay awesome and thank you. Um, Poor voice actor in that case. Or, I mean, well, it, could, it could be one of the uh, the stagehands, the Kuroko, who dress all in black. and. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing, considering yeah. that, that Kanjido is, is totally kabuki. Yeah. Well, I mean, the and also, I mean, One Piece has been kind of surrounded by kabuki as of late, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this, that remember how long it took, like, Pika to speak? I I was hoping that Pika was a mute. And and uh, Corazon we thought was a mute for a little while. It'd be great to have a mute, a mute, a mute One Piece character. It's never happened. I We've always been close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ogru says, "Hey guys, I have a theory. Sorry, I know there will be a lot of these tonight. Uh, here goes in chapter seven ninety five. Uh, Sheepshead is asking Nami for the whereabouts of a girl, but he and his quarter are quarter also look for a samurai." Ryza, maybe they call him a samurai out of lack of knowledge that he's a ninja. In fact, Jack and his crew destroyed parts of Zoe to make the samurai appear since Sheepshead co- Sheepshead's cohort talks about the samurai not appearing despite they've all done, uh, which is Zoe's destruction. My theory is that Jack's target is Ryza because maybe he ate or stole a devil fruit similar to Momonosuke's from Wano. I would not be surprised if Ryza has a devil fruit power since Kinemon, Kanjuro, and Momo all have powers at this point. He must have something crucial to Kaido slash Jack's uh, sad operation since... They would destroy Zoe to try and lure him out by maybe playing to a sense of guilt that he may have from all the people of Zoe saving him. I think that Raizo did not show up and Sanji stepped in to stop Jack, prompting Jack to capture Sanji and Caesar in Raizo's place. Um, we kind of, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. We don't really know anything yeah. about this at all. Like, Why would, we know why, uh, we don't know why the trio for the four from Wano were going to Zoe in the first place. And how did Rizo make it there? Mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Mysteries. It does yeah. seem likely that Rizo would have a devil fruit power, especially since um wasn't it Kimo Kinemon who described the devil fruit powers as like magic or as mm-hmm. something sort of different. And yeah. ninjas especially uh have a sort of historic use of using magic and stuff. I forgot what so. he called them. I'm trying to remember now. I think he said sorcery. Yeah, sorcery. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he could definitely do some sort of weird, like ninpo, et cetera, et cetera, to sort of do what ninja magic. Super speculation. What if Wano might be have its own source of devil fruits? Like not necessarily artificial, but maybe another source where like the ninjas are like the gatekeepers. That's the gum gum tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, wouldn't it be interesting <laughs> if. Uh, that's where Shanks got the devil fruit that Luffy ate. Also, I mean, it's totally possible. Completely, yeah, yeah. I mean, Didn't there I... could actually be trees that then are being artificially replicated or something. Well, we also haven't like seen any devil fruit trees in in real in I must say in real life, but like, in the we're, actual we're even, Yeah, we're even assuming they come from trees in the first place. Yeah, they could come I from. Think the they bush. said. Well, I mean, they. Could... We know they grow out of something. You know. Out of something. Yeah. I mean, I assume they do grow naturally somewhere. It, it, it could be like slurm. Well, it would also make oh, sense. Oh, no. <laughs> it would also make sense because Doflamingo got his hand on Ace's double fruit, and it might just be that it grew uh, in a place where him and or Kaido had some sort of, uh, you know, authority, and that place might be Wano because Kaido we've already presupposed on, on several occasions might have some sort of authority in Wano. Mm-hmm. That's, true. That's interesting. There's a lot of uh, six degrees of separation that might fall apart there. <laughs> yep. 
All right, Zalumier has a really awesome question. Uh, what was the first moment in One Piece when you saw a callback to a previous plot thread that blew you away and made you realize that Oda was a great storyteller? Um, I know what it is for you, dude. Yeah, it's it's Laboon. Laboon. Oh, ah, same. Oh, wow, that late? <laughs> yeah, no. no all... it, see, it can't be like to, to reach back. It has to be further, far enough into the story to reach back True. very far. So okay. I think I, mine was, um, was, was finding out that Dragon was Luffy's dad. Mm. See, I'm... I'm way more easily impressed than you guys. For me, it was a uh, Kuro uh, Captain Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? I forgot. I forget about that. Every yeah, because that happens, was such so. a little bit, but it just made the world feel full. And the fact he's thinking about things like that made me always like conscious while reading One Piece. Yeah, Wait. but I didn't learn about that until much later because I watched in the anime first only. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I read it, it and I caught that immediately. Wait, Zach, which which one were you thinking was mine? Was it the Jongo cover story? Yes, coming into the main story. Yeah, well, I also, uh, I guess that's true. Um, but uh, honestly, the Laboon thing was the one that really, like, that one really blew me away because I completely forgot about Laboon. Like, Dragon was a character that I, like, I was like, okay, well, he seems like he's probably important. He might be related to Luffy in some way. But Laboon, I didn't like. I <laughs> that was that that threw me for a loop. That was that was the big whoa, yeah. whoa moment for me. That was definitely a, yeah. a big reveal. I remember being really excited by that. It was for me too, and it's really like, uh, yeah. So I think along the way, whenever you do come into those things, that they they seemed cool to me, but not like. Oda's a genius, cool. You know, like the Laboon thing was a thing that I was like, it really kind of broke my mind and was like, whoa, I totally didn't see that coming. And then then you have all these questions of like, has he been planning that from the beginning? And you look back at those chapters and it really uh it really did impress me. Do you do you guys remember there was an earlier interview? I think Oda mentioned that he wanted to introduce Brooke after yeah. Alabasta. Well, no, Brooke was in the data data book green, which he in in right. these drawings that he drew in 1995, you know, yeah, several years before. Yeah, didn't Buggy's crew originally have a skeleton on it? I think was. I think also think? there was well, one Zoro of the original. There was an original uh, drawing of the Straw Hat crew, which had several different characters: some floating guy, uh, yeah, the chopper. little tiny shipwright fish guy. They had Chopper as a badass kind of reindeer samurai looking guy. Yeah, he had like a cigar. Or no, or it was like a toothpick thing. I don't. I guess it would be a cigarette. Yeah. Um, a cigarette, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he had a, a skeleton that he didn't have an afro, but he had like a kamikaze uh, a bandana. Cool design. I, it was a really cool yeah. design. I, I like the chopper design a lot too, and I, I understand yeah, why. I he, love I love his old chopper design. I think yeah. he said he went away from that because he already had you know Zoro and Sanji. Well, they didn't need a third of those kind of people. Yeah, I think his editor and maybe Suisha was bugging him to create a mascot character, so that's why Chopper ended up being. Cuter I don't, I don't think that's true film. because Chopper. Well, Chopper even when he well, was introduced in the story was not super cute. No, but like uh, that was one of the reasons he he answered that in an SBS where he was mm -hmm. like. His editor wanted a cute mascot character, and Otis said he hated mascots, but after a while, he warmed up to Chopper. Just yeah. like he warmed up to Senior Pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Senior Pink was good to go. Yeah, yeah, I love Senior Pink. If I could just stick in, uh, be that guy that was screaming at his iPhone a couple weeks ago, or last week, uh, I really, uh, I love Senior Pink's backstory, and he's one of maybe possibly my favorite Doflamingo family member. Yeah, Ooh. high five. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's uh, honestly he's kind of up there for me just because you remember him <laughs> yeah senior I, pink and um now i'm 
blanking on names, but the the old guy. Um, uh, Lao Chi. Yeah, Lao Chi. Those are my two favorites. I think Lao is probably my favorite. I, I don't like any of them that much, though. Yeah, Lao Chi had my favorite gags. Like, when he died and his yeah. spirit was going up. and That's the best. Going yeah. up, there's the G. <laughs> God. It was so good. <laughs> Him and I, I mean, I really like Pika's power, uh, but I don't like Pika's character. I don't like uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> as long as we're talking about this on the subject, yeah. I'm like how did we get onto this <laughs> it does it doesn't it matter my fault. <laughs> no no but this is good discussion i actually don't really enjoy most of the doflamingo family uh sorry steve even dellinger i thought dellinger was very one note and yeah, that yeah i agree like we had fun with dellinger oh no i think i think he was better because about of the show dellinger was not in the comic <laughs> yeah yeah it was steve most of what mm-hmm. we enjoyed about dellinger was steve and also alex teaching steve about uh how to do that? Well, I mean, oh, it will, he's cool. still better than Gladius, though. Sort of like this little kid, and everyone's better than Gladius. Vicious. Like that was a cool. None one. of us could remember Gladius's name because we just called him Mister Anime. Yeah, I think he's probably the worst of the Doflamingo. Yeah, I, I back that. Up. I don't know. Buffalo ain't that great either. No, I like Buffalo. Buffalo's kind of fun. Yeah, Especially when Buffalo first appeared with a uh, Baby Five and Punk Hazard. The only thing that makes Buffalo better is being a little shithead kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was, a the rascal. flashback, he was funnier than he yeah. was ever in the in the actual story. Definitely, or Buffalo is definitely hurt by his voice actor being annoying. In the oh anime. yeah, yeah. Baby Five has cool powers. Um, I like Baby Five enough, but mm-hmm. but she made such a quick heel turn that I didn't. That I'm like, whatever. Well, I uh, really, really, really like Baby Five's power and design. Um, and her and her little backstory was was cool. I yeah. don't know what to call like, it. You know, it was good. I like um, Baby Five enough, but, but, uh, but yeah, back to that. Like, yeah, you know, when it all comes down to it, yeah, I really do like Senior Pink. <laughs> that wasn't even the original question was what surprised you. As a <laughs> yeah, maybe to... we should we should move. Let's go on to the next question because I think we. Thank. Th- there you go. That's <laughs> that's that's using the old moderation stick. Uh, Frankie Centaur says, "Hey, OPP, I've been thinking about animal characters from OP past arcs. Uh, is Papagu a mink man? Considering starfish aren't actual fish. What about Mister Thirteen? How long has Oda had Minkmen planned out? Um, we've discussed this on the podcast before. Uh, Which well, one was last Mr. Couple episodes. 13? The Mr. Th- the, the, the Otter. Yeah, oh, oh the Unluckies. The Unluckies. They're just yeah. animals. Yeah, well, those. And, yeah, well, Papagoo, he just learned how to speak. He, he wasn't able to speak from birth. He right, learned yeah. to speak. <laughs> He's a starfish who wanted to speak, and so he did. Yep. yep. I think um, that's the greatest of they, One Piece explanations. Sometimes characters are just gags. And uh, how long has Oda had Mink been planned out? I think, I think that Oda's had that in his pocket for a while. And the reason I think that is because of how fast this arc is going. Um, like he clearly ha- he has a clear idea, I think, of what he wants to do. Um, I think he usually does, um, uh, with the exception of Fishman Island and Dressrosa, which yes are two very recent examples. But yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like I, I feel like this has been in the pocket for a while, and. We were introduced to uh, to uh, Beppo a while, a while back. Yeah, so, and Sabo, Sabo di Shabandi, whatever the hell we're calling. And um, and they mentioned minks then. They like, did on the on the slavery chart. So yeah, and like your uh, example a couple of weeks ago, dude, when you were like pinpointing examples of characters who could have been minks and we didn't know it. Yeah, well, it's like, probably something he's been sprinkling in for a good while. I'd yeah. say it's possible he could have, you know, thought of it. I'm trying to think of when we could have maybe seen Migmen and, and just haven't delved far enough well, into it. Water 7, Ennius Lobby could be I remember yeah. during. Yeah. Well, I remember during Foxy uh, when Minkman first got mentioned during the slavery chart. 
people were pointing out there's like like three rat dudes on Foxy's crew, oh. and they didn't look like they were wearing hmm. costumes. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and there's I mean this has been brought up on the show, but Mary. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, that one I'm I'm leaning on. I'm like, come That's on, Mary. <laughs> that may have at that point though. I really think that that was just a design choice. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think late he might have at one point been like, hmm, I should probably incorporate that into something. Uh, yeah, like doing this kind of thing. I think I think um, I don't know. I think that you can kind of see in Alab like Alab after the success of Alabasta, Skypea kind of being the point where he was like really like kind of self-assured that he had a long time to tell the story and started really like sprinkling in little hints and stuff. Hmm. That's, that's true. Um, okay. So straw hat cyclist uh, says, Hey guys, during Luffy and Wanda's conversation about Jack, Wanda tells Luffy about the attack on the ships that were transporting Dofi, but I'm a bit confused by Luffy's reaction. He's, he asks that if that means Jack was on Dressrosa, but she never responds. Does this mean we can assume he was on Dressrosa at the same time as the straw hats and leaving around the same time as the swirly brows? Or is Luffy just assuming that he was there? And if Jack was indeed on Dressrosa, what implications could that have had on the immediate story? I interpreted that as Luffy misunderstanding. Yeah, so Luffy, I guess Luffy just thought that they would imprison him on the island. But they were yeah. transporting him, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I guess Luffy's only uh only association with, with Doflamingo at that point is Dressrosa. So that's and since the arc just ended, that's probably the thing that's freshest so on his wait, mind. Luffy's such a a big enough idiot that he doesn't realize when he beats people, the Marines don't cart them away. He's just like, oh, I just beat Crocodile, <laughs> so he's still in the Alabasta Desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't recall uh, the the detail, but uh, did he say something to the effect of like, "What are you doing here?" When Crocodile was in Impel Down, yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> and in Bellamy, when he met him in a dress wrestler, he was like, "How come? I thought you lived in Jaya." <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's Constantly next, yeah. getting punched in the face. Yep. Uh, so we're we're nearing the home stretch here. Uh, uh, Black Northwind says new TV special. Yes, I always wanted to see how Luffy would fight someone when he's not able to use his devil fruit power, especially knows and now that he knows how to use hockey. Good point. Are you guys excited for the Foxy TV special? Um, I don't know if I'm I can sit through two hours of this. It's going to be two hours long too. Well, I don't, I don't think that's been confirmed, but you're assuming, but it's likely all, true. All the most recent ones have been. Yeah. yeah, I I like Foxy, but I like Foxy more in the comic than they've done anything with him in the filler. I'll say this: I like Foxy more in the dub than how they've used him in any other. Oh yeah, he's he's a great dub voice for sure. The, yeah, the what the thing that I think about it about that is that I really did like the three D two Y special, and the other specials that I didn't like were all the recap ones and or like episode of blank uh, specials. So the fact that this is an all new story is more promising than just an episode of Foxy. <laughs> now, well, for those who don't read the site, they're also going to be doing two specials a year, it sounds like. They're going to do episode ofs over the summer and adventure of in the winter. That's um, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm more excited this, for the winters. Yeah, I was yeah. I was actually wondering when they were going to bring back TV specials since, like, back in the heyday, uh, TV specials would come out every once in a while, and they'd be sort of like miniature movies. That's what they've been doing, yeah. That's the thing. I can't kind of like criticize them too much because it's just like extra fun One Piece content, and none of it has been. Even the best of the specials haven't the been. The three D two I was okay. 
Yeah, the quality of the animation has definitely improved. Oh yeah, they're they're shows. they're good. They're much better than the I, because there's more budget and time, so that makes sense. But I mean, they're not like anything to be like, oh, you've got to see this. Um, but they're fun and they're cool little extra additions. And God knows we need more One Piece episodes. Um, <laughs> so well, yeah, I okay. So this is something that I briefly mentioned in the interview segment. Um, but I. And will be obvious uh, maybe if you see that there's no anime recap here. But I've stopped watching the TV anime. But I do still love the One Piece anime. And I'm really attached to this sort of music and voice actors and stuff. And so uh, I think that I'm excited by the ideas of having these regular TV specials that I can kind of check in with the anime every once in a while without having to watch it week to week. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Because if you're reading it, you've gotten what all you really need. Yeah, but that uh, that's it for Reddit, so let's move on to emails. Zach, you got those open? Yeah, is it okay if I, you know, skip a few since we've done a million and a half Reddit questions? Sure. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, guys. No, I no, it's <laughs> fine. They're all good questions. Um, yeah. So if you didn't get your email read this week, just don't feel that bad. Emails take up a lot of time. Uh, this one's a pretty short one, though. It's from Matthew. Uh, since Makino and her kid showed up again, I think it's an appropriate time to say this. Uh, when Oda said that the, that the father was that guy, I think he wasn't being cryptic, but rather he was being dismissive. It felt that he was saying, it's that guy over there, you know, what's his name? Uh, I don't think that the father is important, rather the fact that Makino had a child uh, is a way to show that the world has changed. Um, I personally disagree. I don't, we don't have Steven here to like parse out what the Japanese was there though. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely think it is Shanks. Yeah, well, I, not a bad I, theory, but yeah. but I noticed the kid clearly does not have red hair the same way he does Shanks's red hair. Well, kid's hair is changeable. I uh, yeah. it evolves. You know, it's funny, and this is a quick side tangent. It shows my ignorance. I did not know that until I got to college, and that's strictly a cultural thing. I think it's mostly happens to white people too. Yeah, that's why. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was such like like a friend of mine. He was like, his hair is like dark now, and he sometimes dyes it blonde. And he was like, oh yeah, I had blonde hair when I was a kid. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like it could just be a combo of him and Makino's hair too. Or it could just be like a pink or like a weird off color. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's an anime slash. Yeah, it could be any at this, color. At, at this point, it's nothing that's ever gonna be animated because it's only been on a color cover page. Yeah, uh, they don't do those anymore. I don't yeah. damn it. <laughs> we talked about why. You don't know why? Uh, yeah, because they don't have the straw hats in them, so the, yeah. be, the ratings will be shitty. Yeah. No, it's not just the ratings. It's, I mean, they also, you know, pay the straw hats, so they they have to have them on, you know. Yeah, but then they could just have them voice like the incidentals within the cover arc. I mean, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Well, it might be the ratings. Instead, too. we get Boss Luffy arcs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question comes from Sophia. 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 Uh, anyway, she says, uh, I don't know if this has been uh, asked yet, but if the Straw Hats all had stands, what would their abilities be and what would they be called? We're getting a lot of these questions and I like that. So that's good. <laughs> Everyone pick one. Uh, I don't know that much. I, don't, I honestly don't know that much about. Well, we know Frankie so. would actually have uh, was Star Platinum because well, he, he already actually poses. did it. Yeah. And he poses <laughs> yeah. and Frankie's perfect for the world of Jojo. Like he would fit in perfectly. Um, I, are we making up new stands or? We whatever? could also do that too. Yeah, because you said what would their name be? So you yeah, a musical reference. Like bo- uh, 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 Brooke. Brooks. I, I almost I call I him Bone. Bone. <laughs> Bone would be Spinal Bo- Tap. 
Bone to be wild is his is, uh, is his uh, stand. Stand. Yeah, I would have said Spinal Tap. I like Spinal since, Tap. Yeah. Since all the stands are ba- named after uh, oh, at bands, one point, right, yeah. a band name, yeah. Uh, yeah choppers, choppers would be Deer the Hunter. Animals? The animals. <laughs> deer Hunter. I, okay, so I imagine Zorro's got to be a metal band, so it's probably Black Sabbath. So would Luffy be the monkeys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A hundred times yes. <laughs> no, he'd be the gorillas. No, there's there's actually a a song called or Rubber, rubber Band. Soul. Rubber Bandman. Oh my god, Rubber Soul. Oh, Holy Rubber shit. Soul would be a great name for his stand. That's yeah. a just a good stand name altogether. It's just a great stand name, yeah. Yeah, Baby Five stand should be Revolver in that case. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I guess it would just be their power manifested and I'm yeah. trying to think of how that would work. Our, sure. our personality, yeah. maybe. I'm sure thinking of what like Luffy's stand would even look like. Uh that would I'm be hoping, a. It's a cool idea. Dude. Like, I'm hoping Nami's is Nicki, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> what would Robin Stand be called? That's that's a tough tough one. I think mm. Flower Child, Sticky Fingers. Oh, hey. that's a good one. Uh, all right, I'll I'll go to the. Should I go to the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, thank you for the permission. I'm continuing on to Samuel's question. Uh, hey guys, now that we know that the Star Fox characters are all minks. I uh, guess we'll certainly have a space arc soon, right? That means Enaru. <laughs> I'm uh, counting on it. <laughs> that means Enaru will be back in the series too, since he's out there. And there was the water stage too, so Jinbei must be joining soon. I mean, we already did yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yes. Um. Or okay. Now for my real question: If Aww. each of that was it, I just want to say, as long as Frankie does a barrel roll. I mean, yeah. I think I think he's right about all of that, including the potential barrel roll. Uh, if each of you could be transported into the One Piece world to witness, and I think we've gotten this question, to witness anything that has happened in the series so far, what moment would you choose? Pick one chapter or one specific scene. Uh, oh. He said he would choose the Going Merry uh, riding up the knock-up stream. From a distance, not inside I, the Merry. You know, I, I think I'd like to be in the crowd at Sabaudi watching the war on the screens. That's the best way to watch that. Wait, so... Uh, exactly. But at the same time... Far, far away. Why would you want to be there? Well, first off, they had earthquakes and tsunamis. But also, you could just read the manga. I mean, it's the same thing at that point. You're not experiencing (laughs) anything. And then you lose half the battle. Yeah. It's the experience of being in the crowd with everybody. Yeah, that's true. It's like reading the manga with a bunch of excited fans all at once. We do that every week. Yeah, Ed, you're forgetting when the the transponder snail got iced and you lose half the battle. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh, yes but buggy would be narrating it true yeah. that's an improvement yeah, that's an improvement i i've always fantasized about this a little bit i always want to watch Innis lobby from a helicopter <laughs> yeah so oh like God. when like and my my scene would have to be gear three when like just a giant fist like emerges from the pillar and you're like what the fuck this is arnie pie in the sky coming <laughs> high from above Ennis lobby and there's a giant fist that went through the wall now i'm imagining everything's on fire the buster call's been called i don't know what's yeah, going on islands lighting up bridges getting knocked out i'm it's imagining awful. arnie pie riding on top of buffalo on uh above the Ennis lobby scene <laughs> These are all things I just want to see images of. But uh, see, like, I don't know. You guys are you guys are missing a great opportunity. See, I would be there. I, I would want to be there for like the feast on Water Seven, yeah. or or yeah. like a, one of the great big parties. The Alabasta like, one's a good one. Too. I mean, smaller, but I think I, I, the Water Seven one I think is the is the the biggest one that we've seen. Not, not Alabasta. Alabaster looked no, Alabaster was sm- a small amount of people. Yeah, so. didn't yeah, we talk that, about this like last time? Like, which feast was like the best feast, and you landed on Water Seven too? 
Um, Although I would like to eat some dinosaur meat on a little garden. There you go. Is that your answer, Joey? Yes. No, for me... Uh, I think I'd be Usopp in Little Garden. Well, no, the thing is, Usopp in Little Garden is the time he's the most brave, but I'd be freaking scared out of my mind on that island. He also gets, like, blown up and crushed. And, like, like I thought about, I actually thought about this. Like, what if I was Usopp? I'm like, I'd, I'd be in pain all the time. Well, he like, is in pain all the time. <laughs> he got a bat to the face, a four-ton bat. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. Like, no, you know... Yeah, like... Somebody should sketch out what the Straw Hats would really look like after suffering all the injuries that they've had over the last couple of years. Because, like, Usopp's face would be so fucked up. Yeah, that's going to be pretty gnarly. I think... He's going to look like Mickey Rourke. I think I'd choose... <laughs> I think I'd follow uh, Dude's uh, lead with Water 7. Also, Water Water Meat does look legitimately great. Um, and all the characters who are there all look legitimately fun to hang out with. Um oh. I'll be honest, Zach. Water, water, meat just looks like well. Here's some water, and we uh, here's some meat that we submerged in water for five hours. It's just it's like a different form of marinating. Yeah, you're marinating it in water. <laughs> hey, look, Extra you chose soggy, water. That's how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any more questions? And uh, yeah, we have like two more. I think um, two more that I'm gonna read. Uh, Andrew uh, said between Carrot the Mink and Ninjin, uh, the Carrot Boy of the Usopp Pirates. Uh, who is the most carroty? Who would win in a carrot off? Uh, he goes on to say that they are uh, they are my new Kuro TP ca- one true carrot pairing. Uh, I choose uh, Kakarot. <laughs> I choose Kaka Carrot Cake. I want some carrot cake now. That's all I have to say. I, I choose. choose I, I choose Goku. He was a Saiyan that was raised on Earth. I choose Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I, you know, I didn't scroll up. We have a ton more. I'm going to just try and get to the really good ones. I'll say them fast. Uh, this person, uh, Ben, Ben Wild, uh, says, uh, I've noticed that a number of people's reemergence of the manga have happened at the same time as their first appearance in the English anime. Uh, this could only mean that Oda is keeping tap on the English release and writing people back in the America, uh, in when Americans know when they should show up. Uh, so of course this also means Jinbei will be showing up soon. Um, so I have I, to. I, I think that's just a coincidence. Um, one of the winners of the uh, Shonen Jump contest uh, wrote in saying, "I can't believe I was a winner. So glad to be going legit on reading One Piece." And he Yay. and he gets it for free. That's that's we make dreams come true or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, uh, he was planning getting a subscription soon, and then this happens. Okay, don't hold off expecting that to happen though uh normally uh anyway he's been listening to the old episodes of the one piece podcast in between new episodes he's in the middle of season three right now and mm-hmm. he said i think you sell yourself short when you tell people not to listen to those uh short was the beginning season, no season three is okay season, season three is one. okay season one is the, mm, mm, mm. season three is okay i wouldn't even say that's like i don't even really think we hit our stride until season four anyway uh, all, right, all right zach don't break your i'm drinking on deck all right Anyway, sure it was the be- <laughs> sure it was the beginning, and there uh, may have been some moments you regretted, but there, uh, but you were still a good podcast that kept people listening. On that note, what happened to Firecrouch? He's very funny. And finally, there seems to be a distinct lack of that's so monkey. I was hoping that would be a new thing for the podcast. Also, the episode that's so monkey was hysterical. 
It felt like you guys and the piece together were just on point. I agree with all of that last part. Oh, that's so monkey. That <laughs> <laughs> should have become more of a monkey. It's because uh, Steve hasn't, hasn't been here as much. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's busy, which is a very good thing for him. He's not busy today. He's at Disneyland. Okay, well, today he doesn't have a good excuse. Um, <laughs> Other days, not today. <laughs> so uh, what happened to Firecrash? I think he lives on a farm now. I think he's with some goats in all... In all honesty, I think he's yeah. legitimately with goats. Uh, he was kind that of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, yes. was that in a much... man goat him? Oh, maybe <laughs> it might have. It might be notorious R.A.M. He's uh, gone he's to a better out. place, a place filled with Mrs. Pell's fish sticks. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, they're, they're even, even better, better raw. raw. <laughs> <laughs> That's for critic for the kids in the audience. Yeah. Um. I think this might be our last one, and only because I missed uh, his or her uh, email last time, uh, and she responded. She reminded me that I missed it, so I'll I'll say it this time. I don't think it was a bad question. I think I just missed it. Uh, This and so anyway, this person says. So I was only going to send uh, you this as kind of a joke email, but I had to tell you this. Last night I had a dream I was escaping Impel Down with Roger's base and Evenkopf in a bus when I realized that Roger was in the bus and I turned to talk to him and at one point Evenkopf turned into Zach. Uh, I was very happy that both both of you recognized my username. Uh, I dozed off to sleep and woke up uh, when Roger crashed the bus. Uh if, if you really, first off, if you really have this dream, you might have to, anyway, uh, they continue on, uh, oh, wait, it continues the dream. Uh, we had to get out, uh, and explode, uh, it exploded. And then it turned into a mix of harvest moon Pokemon and world of Warcraft. And during that time, uh, okay, this goes on. Uh, anyway, so I suppose my subconscious is asking when's Roger coming back on the podcast. <laughs> um, he's coming back in two weeks to answer that question. I thought that was uh, I I don't rem- I think I just accidentally skipped over that last week, <laughs> but he's he's scheduled to return in two weeks. Yes. Um. um so that's all the emails. Yeah, that's all the emails. Okay. So we've done emails. We've done Reddit. What does that leave us, Ed? It's time to piece the tweet. Yeah. Let a piece of tweet, everybody. First <laughs> question comes from S Gamer eighty two. In a bar or a restaurant, what else would Luffy be but a bouncer? Yes, yeah, so I think that's because last uh, week we were talking about what he would be at a bar, and I get the joke. Now. Well, he does, bounce. he does the, bounce. Um, he bounces the tribal to the tattoos end. for the newest gear certainly fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's intimidating. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Bouncy, bouncy. Um, our very own William asks: On a scale of one to Bunta Sugawara. How cool was Law when he first appeared in the manga and now? Joey, I think that's for you. <laughs> yes, uh, I saw this question. <laughs> I gave it some thoughts. Um, so I, I'm basically uh, in agreement with some members of this podcast that especially when he first appeared, Law is a uh, is a bit of a poochie. <laughs> so uh, I was trying to think who would be a good like poochie for classic uh, Japanese cinema. And what I came up with was uh, Shingo Katori. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, a <laughs> member, a member of the boy band SMAP, who was in a oh. recent remake of Zatoichi. And uh, you know, fr- so from uh, one, should I get that reference? Sugawara, uh, it it's is like... uh, n- none other than Shingo Mama himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shingo Katori. All right. Wow, William's <laughs> question with a super legitimate answer. <laughs> Next question comes from Cadmus Labs, who asks, 
like the captain swap between crews, and I really want to see some kung fu sparring between Beppo and Chopper. I would like to see that too. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Alice W asks, "Is Pandaman a mink?" Now, Pandaman is just a figment of your imagination. He lives inside your heart. Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> crossover character. Yeah. Remember the time you said you saw Pandaman outside? He was going to the bathroom. He was in a dream with me while we were in a bus going through Impel Down. <laughs> um, let's see. Justin Cabral asks, do you think that Kaido destroyed Wano? And that's why Momonosuke is so terrified when he hears his name. I don't think destroyed, um, but maybe wreaked some havoc. Or I think I think Wano's still there. Yeah, I, I hope it is because I, I want to see I, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Oda would would you know would drop that and then have it be destroyed before we ever see it. Um, and he also thinks that Fujitora is a samurai from Wano. That seems possible. Possible, yeah, for I sure. I kind of like that. Yeah. Although it's interesting because like Wano is described as a closed country, like yeah. Japan used to be. Well, before... sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, remember what Greg was talking about when we were catching up with X Drake right after the uh, right after Dressrosa, and he was indicating that the the trees where he was was possibly a specific type of Japanese tree, mm-hmm. and that's where Kaido was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kaido is like the Lord of Wano. It's very possible. Yeah, yeah I, least, I always like that theory. Well, it is yeah, described. That's how the four emperors they have like control over islands. Or... Hey, he would be an emperor of a Japan-like nation. <laughs> yeah, which had an emperor. So, that's just like the Yokozuna. <laughs> the one yeah. thing I would say that's against the idea of Fujitora being from Wano is that he doesn't talk in a sort of medieval speak. He just talks like a grizzled old man. I thought mm-hmm. I thought he wanted to beat Whitebeard, or what yeah. was what was the fake? Anyway, but, oh, all the samurai, yeah. all the samurai are very tall. Yes, well, Fujitora is very tall as well. I think. Oh, oh, it's, I take that back. Ryuma wasn't super tall; yeah. he was normal size. Well, <laughs> but yeah. he was older. He was yeah, quite old. He was dead. <laughs> uh, next question comes from. Uh, Munchie the Panda. Yes. Uh, so Wanda's speech quirk is a thing. On that note, which character in One Piece has your favorite speech quirk? Uh, Nyon, I think. Clearly yeah. Buffalo guys, right? Uh, God. Nyon is kind of funny. Because she's like an old cat lady. Uh, I like oh, yeah. I like, I like Jola's speech quirk a lot. They're just art puns? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's awesome. probably uh, Stephen would agree if he were here right now. Does uh, does a Hanyabal count with his like I want to be the warden? That that is a tick. Yeah, it's a tick. Okay. Yeah, I I'll count that. All right, Zach, do you have one? Um, not any original one. No, <laughs> not that hasn't already been said. I I'm honestly, the, honestly, this is a question that like I'd have to think about. Yeah, because... it's, it's a tough. It's a tough one. Uh, like, but Giola uh, is the one that pops into my head. Yeah, yeah. It's more subtle, but I like Iceberg's little ma. Ma. Yeah. Yeah, I miss that. I really, I really, really liked that way, 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 way back when. What about Igram? Ma, ma, ma. Yeah, I, I really like Igram it's pretty uh, as similar well. To that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's the sort of early one that really caught your attention. I never mostly. really loved Icebergs. I'm going to be honest. I, Iceberg oh, yeah. is basically just him going well. Like, yeah. Like he's, it's yeah. Ronald Reagan. Like he's Ronald Reagan. Well, well, no, I was thinking more like Jack Benny. <laughs> um yeah i i'm trying to i'm trying to think back to like earlier one piece 
Um, and people had I, I Marco's got that interesting, uh, that interesting speech quirk. Yeah. I love the fact that Kaku talks like an old man. Yeah, yeah. he's like that's, that's some really good, good old ham dingers. <laughs> ham dingers. Oh, and Kizaru, of course. It's like weird, elongated way of talking. Ooh. That's a good one, yeah. Kuzan, yeah. too. Has a, doesn't he have a... Ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, now that we've named all the speech quirks, what's next? <laughs> the next set of questions comes from Amazing Bedhead, who thinks that Sanji has been shanghaied into Big Mom's crew. She's a huge glutton. He's a master chef. But I was oh, just, re- I, I was just rereading 795, though, and they had gotten off of Big Mom's ship and then got onto Zoe. So and they were talking about, you know, all that stuff we did and you just had to go charging in and now we're, you know, get off Big Mom's ship. So I don't think that's... Uh, yeah, I that's think... what I was kind of trying to place when I was asking during the manga recap about if he had been on the, in on Zoe or not because... Yeah, they, they got to Zoe after they escaped Big Mom's ship. Yeah, 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 a- including yeah. Sanji, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely on Zoe, but we don't know how they escaped Big Mom's ship in the first place. Yeah. She, uh, Amazing Badhead will also be deeply disappointed if Brooke hasn't been buried in the ground by Wanda. She's such a good dog. <laughs> that's another one of those. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Next one comes from Cool Brian 40 who asks, Do you think Panda Man is a mink who got his lower body fur permanently shaved off? <laughs> I don't know. We've never seen him without pants, so I mean, can you really know? Next question comes from Sniper King three two three. So now that you're done with Daily Dragon Ball, how about some Daily One Piece? I think that's for you, Joey. Oh, that's directed at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, Daily Dragon Ball actually went by faster than I was expecting. Um, so the thought of doing a Daily One Piece has crossed my mind and was originally like, no way in hell. But, uh, you know, seems possible. But at the moment, I definitely need to just focus on my uh, my other work. You just do it saga by saga. You don't have to do all. Don't tackle True. it all at once. True. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Nine Claw Tiger, who asks, Times like these are when I repeat my mantra. It's a good thing no one dies in one piece. True. Next question. <laughs> Megaleg 2. Hmm. <laughs> Wasn't Megaleg that ridiculous thing that uh, KFC was trying to oh. sell? It's a giant chicken leg. That's it. <laughs> we found a way. <laughs> uh, those poor chickens. But he does have a good question. If Vegapunk does turn out to be Rick Sanchez, do you think that his speech quirk will just be a belch? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. We need to make it happen. It's this yeah. is I, I, We say it every time it comes up. We need to offer him more. That's also true. <laughs> All right, uh, Javu's JD Diamond asks, out of all the Straw Hats, who do you think is the most loyal to Luffy and the least likely to betray him? It's either it's between Zoro and Nami for me. Usopp. Uh, it's got it because he's already been through this like trial and turbulation. I think Usopp will always be the most loyal uh, uh, from I, henceforth. I, I put Chopper up there too. Zoro's yeah. definitely number one in that camp, but Chopper's just yeah. too naive. Yeah, Zoro's the one that comes to my mind for sure yeah zoro uh chopper or brook i think i think it's because zoro could never really be a leader on his own i think all the other characters could be yeah zoro, zoro... If, he, if he left the crew he would just be wandering by himself with no direction well i i think i'm definitely in the camp that zoro's the closest thing they have to a first mate and the first mate is loyal to a captain to a fault yeah hmm. uh i mean i've felt that way about him since pretty much the beginning you always need a first mate 
Yeah, he is literally the first person. Mm-hmm. And uh, his other question was, which was your favorite Internet One Piece theory, speculation, rumor, even if it didn't end up becoming true? I used to think that uh, Gold Roger was Robin's father. Was that an Internet one? I thought you made that up. Yeah, I, mean, it was, I put it on the Internet a couple of times. <laughs> but that's not. Oh, my God. I put it on the Internet. <laughs> it's, it's a theory. Man. I don't remember any. Like, that's why I, one, I don't read a lot of theories. I the, it's something I'm interested in. No, yeah. yeah, the one I would bring up to blow people's minds is basically the stuff that had been covered in the One Piece connection about the wings on Luffy's back on that cover and stuff like that. Yeah, so. the thing is, most of a lot of what I wrote, you know, I, I credit, um, but a lot of it is from other people across the internet have been speculating for very long periods of time. So if it's in that article, I have been impressed by it, but uh as of late i don't read them as much i try and be very you know selective in what i read because i want to like kind of spoil discussions for the podcast or accidentally say something and not realizing i'm attributing it i didn't attribute it and i read it so i want to i think it's impossible to tell with a lot of those who originated it i mean really yeah for the big theories (laughs) one one i had that i think i did post at one point but i won't attribute to me is uh I always thought Blackbeard was Luffy's dad prior to the dragon reveal. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting. Yeah. I did uh, like sort of in a <laughs> trolling type of way, uh, putting out the theory that Kaido and Moosey were the same person and then getting lots of angry tweets at me explaining why that oh, could not be. <laughs> actually, that reminded, that actually reminded me. Remember when everyone was like uh, Meadows was Kaido? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's Meadow? Oh, Meadows, I remember. Okay. (laughs) I only remember that because we went over it in the Dressrosa recap on Thursday. And and something else in that Dressrosa recap, I recently read a chapter. Damas does show up during the whole Gladiator fighting Doflamingo part. I would not have... Okay, for those who don't remember Meadows, it's a lion. Just some lion. That's it. That's all. He has like a lion's skin or a leopard skin. Oh, is that it? I thought it was just an actual lion. No, Just to confirm... Brian, you yeah. didn't see John Ongo, though. He's not there. No, he's not there. John Ongo just is gone. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, never to show up again. He played He played a Spartan. Yeah, even Sp- even uh, Spartan was there. He shows up once. Spartan? I can't yeah, even picture him. If that's I the guy him. Luffy beats up when he comes into the into the gladiator. Oh, right yeah. Wow. You're right. You're right. Spartan is in that. Okay, now I remember him. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next tweet, Ed. Super Ninja Clue asks, for the artist, has Oda's designs influenced any of your art? If so, what aspects of his style have you adopted? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, Is there anything in specific, you guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think the way that uh, generally the way I, I draw head shapes or um, or noses, I think, uh Actually, not really noses. I wouldn't say that. But um, Oda inspired me to draw more body types, as weird as that sounds, because I know he's not known for making different body types with women. For or, women, yeah. Or whatever. But but he uh, he got me to draw more fat guys. And I've been really uh, – well, him and I guess more, uh, Morris, who was you know the Asterix artist for a long time, um, actually come back to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I got some stuff. Uh, yeah, body types for sure, but uh, gestural poses and looseness. Like I think during uh, Water 7, I would just – I have a notebook where I just – all my favorite poses, I just sketch out. And I have a notebook filled with that. Um, but 
because here's a little anal detail I noticed when when Oda does running panels of characters running, if you look really closely, he alternates the hands and the legs. Yeah. So like if one panel he'll have the uh, right leg up and the left arm forward, and the next panel with the same character he'll be, have the opposite. It just creates movement. It's a really good way to keep the action fluid, and you so it, so it feels like they're running, and that's something he doesn't have to do. But the fact he pays attention to that stuff, like I'm really inspired by. Yeah. Um. I just okay. So I realize it's mostly like my my whenever I draw facial expressions, um, they're very reminiscent of when Oda goes kind of all out with his facial expressions, like not face faults, but like when Luffy makes a, like a really gross looking face. Uh, my facial expressions tend to have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of distinction in the mouth area and the teeth. Um, I guess I guess a really this is a really weird comparison to make, but uh, full body. Um, whenever he gets pissed off at Sanji, he has this really like his mouth gets really low and and it kind of contorts the rest of his face. And I kind of use the mouth now as a like as a means to pull the rest of the face back. Um, I know that seems very weird and specific, but that's... Uh, I see. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, um, I don't actually think very much about my drawing. It's pretty instinctual. So I think that I can guarantee that he has influenced me, but I have a hard time kind of pinpointing in what ways. Uh, I, I will say that I, I admire the way that he just like totally goes for it in all aspects of his like writing and drawing and uh it's very dynamic and stuff and i think that that has made its its way into my comics i for instance and merman have a lot more scenes of characters getting teary and stuff in emotional scenes rather than just kind of like acting uh sad i don't go full out uh boogers and drool and snot and everything but uh but definitely more than i than i used to and uh there is a little visual nod to uh to One Piece Hidden in Merman Volume 4. Exciting. All right. I, I, I think uh, I think I might have pinpointed that one, unless... I think we talked uh, about No. That. Ne- oh. Not the stuff with his brother. That's That was a, on sort of more of a subconscious level, but there's a... In one of the... I'll, it's in one of the chapter title pages. Interesting. Just a little shout-out to One Piece. Neat. I'm going to look at that right now. Uh, next <laughs> next set of Twitter questions comes from the Kaizo Kurufi. He has a couple of different threads here. Uh, he says he'd love a recurring joke during the course of Zoe where Kinemon and Kondro try to climb up with an assortment of animals. When they fall down riding a monkey, you guys can say, that's so monkey. That's, that's the first so one. monkey. It's pretty monkey. Oh, not now. Okay. <laughs> um, next one, <laughs> the other two tweets. Uh, also, I have an ingenious way for Law to use his powers on Devil Fruit users. When he and an enemy are near water, he creates a room and uses Shambers to switch said enemy with a fish or something underwater. Devil Fruit user then drowns. But that would extend Law's powers to under the sea water, which doesn't work because Devil Fruit powers shouldn't work under the sea. Uh, I don't know about that. During Punk Hazard, when he chopped up Smoker's ship, there was water bits in there as well. Mm. Maybe, um, but that was mostly out of the water. It's like taking a shower when you're a Devil Fruit user, as long as you're, what, 80% out of the water yeah. or something? I don't know. Well, he did, he did have the water floating, so potentially he could take a fish out of water and put someone mm. in it. Maybe like a, a flying fish that's above the water. Yeah, he catches them real quick. <laughs> yeah, and just drops the Devil Fruit user in the ocean. <laughs> that would be fucked up. That would be. It's like, uh, it's Eric the Whirlwind all over again. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, next one comes from Subless Sunstar, who asks, wouldn't Zoe have to be more than a thousand years old unless he was born that size? Yeah, that's accurate. Um, another well, question. Do we know if it's existed... What was it said that the elephant is a thousand years old or the civilization? Is the elephant is over a thousand years old. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who knows how long the, the country's been? It, there, honestly. The, but oh. Zoe or Zogesha is definitely the oldest creature in One Piece to date, right? Yes. Yeah. By okay. far. Yeah. It also, it also, rem- I was thinking, where the hell does it get food? Mm. What does it eat? What does it eat? Well, Maybe normally peanuts. elephants eat. Well, normally <laughs> elephants eat either peanuts or like vegetation. You know, you know like uh, yeah. Plants. So it can't eat sea kings. Maybe it like goes to the bottom of the sea f- bed and just scoops up seaweed and just it's, eats krill. That. Krill. its nose isn't long enough. <laughs> uh, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> the nose. Maybe knows. passing by islands, he'll just grab some trees. <laughs> He'd have to grab the entire damn island. <laughs> you know what would be awesome? Like, we haven't seen much of what's on top of the red line. What if it just, like, eats forests up there? Uh, huh. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, another question. Do you guys think that the space pirates are minks? <laughs> ah, uh, mm. They have the, the snout for it. Uh, or the we space have, pirates. Yeah. We have yet to see snake men. Snake necks. Snake neck. Uh, sorry, sorry. Well, uh, a lot of people think that Mori is a snake neck. I do. I, I yeah, also think I, that. I agree with that. Yeah, but uh, yes, I, space pirates might just be space aliens. I think they are because it, with minks, it's like obvious. I mean, the space pirates kind of look like weasels or something, but with minks, it's like obvious which animal he's drawing from. Yeah. Illusion Nomi asks, "Do you guys think the reason Dragon doesn't see Luffy can be related to Luffy's mom, or because Dragon is a pirate, or anything else?" Well, I think I would think that being you know, the most wanted man in the world you'd want to keep your family as far away from you as possible you know yeah. that's what i think yeah yeah i mean it could have something to do with his mom but i think that's the overarching reason could also be that carefree nature of the monkeys yeah that's, that's so monkey it's not uh it doesn't lend itself <laughs> to being a parent very well uh next question 91 ryan asks was anyone thinking of the itsy bitsy spider when the samurai got washed down the leg I am now. Yeah, now I am. <laughs> yeah good one. Yeah. Actually, what I was thinking was it's a good thing they weren't on the inside of the elephant's leg because that may not have been water. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Patrick Rosolo asks, which character's color scheme do you dislike the most and how would you change it? That's easy, Conjero. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, yeah. is that it? Uh, who else? I don't know. I'm glad that they didn't go with uh, Kuma's original color scheme. With the orange? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I don't really... Conjuro is the only answer to that question. I can think of. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Ronald McDonald. He looks terrible. Oh, colors. you know who yeah. uh, is Koala? I wish Koala's hair was a different color. Uh, what is sure. it? Beige? It looks too much like Nami. Nami. It's too close oh. to Nami's yep. hair color. No, uh, I would I would have liked if she still had like the spiky wild hair. Yeah, I mean I even like the design I like her design a lot. I like the shape of it, but it would have to be a different color because yeah. it just looks too similar to that, that's more than fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Milos the creator asks, Can you name one thing you think Oda has improved on over time? Clarity of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh we also got worse at that at some point. Mm. Uh I would say clarity of action sequences. 
that's what I meant, I guess, uh, more than, yeah, the action sequence. Yeah, uh, his, his, his characters and gestural work have gotten way better. So I, it, we're on the same boat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, I don't know. I'm not, not much of an art guy, so I don't notice as much. This is this is a topic that was also covered in the in the interview segment earlier, for oh, sure. Right. Uh, well, in that case, we'll move on. Our uh, very own Chow asks: Not counting the Zoans, do you guys expect Oda to introduce bird people and reptilians? Well, and, uh, I, I I for one expect at least one bird person. Um, he might not make it though. Yeah, okay. just stay away from weddings. I. In all seriousness, I don't think that we're going to uh, be introduced to a whole lot more of of different like species and races that haven't been mentioned yet. And I don't think it would be uh, minks because mink refers to their fur, so they all kind of have to be animals. Yeah. And like mammals, I guess mammals is what I meant. Yeah, mammals. The Skypeans have like wings on their back and like Strong World had those bird people, which was kind of lame. And they kind of break the universe. Right. And yeah. they wouldn't put those in there, I think, if Oda planned on actually using bird people. On the other yeah. hand, they wouldn't have put dragons in there if those were ever going to come back. Yeah. Right? There's oh. also that strange tension that I was talking about earlier where if what if you have an alligator person and then they decide to ride on Warney? It's a little weird, even though Warney's kind of a you know, mix of animals. I have a feeling mm. they're mostly mammalian, the minks. Well, that's the second question Chow is asking. Would you want to see minks based on the bat, manatee, dolphin, platypus, etc.? Yeah, I, I think they're all mammals because they kind of said mink means fur, and I can't really think of many other types of uh, major animal uh, group that, that has fur. I'm thinking well, of like a, like a monotrium or uh, a... Duck, like, duck-billed platypus? What yeah. I can see Oda yeah, doing platypus is... would be cool. What I can see Oda doing is kind of like what he did with uh, Peacums, where he had an animal, uh, he had a lion who ate the the turtle fruit. So that way, he created yeah. a chimera of sort. He can probably have minks with devil fruit powers that will kind of turn them into different like types of species. Well, mm-hmm. a dolphin or an actual whale, I think, in the mink, you know, class uh, would be pretty cool because uh, mm-hmm. that would I I I think minks are just mammal people. I think that makes sense. So. Yeah. But how would it relate to that tree, the whale tree? Yeah. Good that's... point. And whale is a is a mammal, so maybe it does relate in some way. Yeah, so then maybe that's where they keep all the uh, aqua, aquatic, uh... aquatic mink men. Yeah. They, have, yeah. To, they have to stay in this, little, <laughs> in this little tower. And our final piece of the tweet comes from Jacob Haven. It's not really a question. He just wants to say, love the Merman books. Keep up the good work. Also... I think Zoe will end at 744, and Sanchi has been captured by Jack. Oh, so that's a perfect time to ask Joey. What's your prediction? Let's see if you oh, can do this no. twice in a row. I forgot Zoe about this. Ends. Well, first of all, thank you to uh, to uh, for the compliment uh, about the Merman books. But uh, so, what was the chapter that we're saying is the first chapter of Zoe? 802. 802. Um. Uh, I'll tell eight, you if it's been used. Eight thirty-two. Yeah. No, you're good. Eight thirty-two okay. is fine. I will choose that. Okay, sounds good. Thirty chapters. Um. Okay, so I think the only person he put at any disadvantage there is Ed. Um. No, not even. Man, this even. is a lot harder. Like I was thinking about this while uh, while listening to the last Jammer, episodes. Jammer's the only this one. is a lot harder than than last time because there is like almost no information to go off of. Yeah, so this uh, one will actually be much more interesting. Uh, yeah, that's more... why I will abstain. 
No, Brian, you have to. You have no, to do one. I, I, we, I we forgot, you know, least, that you didn't. So thank yeah. you for reminding me. I know <laughs> we need to at least establish who the villain of the arc is and how many potential so, antagonists. So are. what do you think the number is? Oh God, <laughs> damn it! It's too late. It's too oh. late. You gotta do it. You gotta. I hated doing it too. Believe me, it hurts. We yeah. all hate doing it, but we're gonna do it because it's fun. It's not. This is fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I will say. 860. Okay. 860. I might shoot over again. <laughs> um I picked 873. I'm the f- highest one right now. Woo! So okay. don't don't worry. <laughs> the lowest one is I think Jammer at 828. Yeah, it's um, not going to be a 20 chapter. That's arc. a really short arc. Um yeah. okay, yeah. I think that's all I got. Uh Joey. I was picking all the Js cuz I'm reading them here. <laughs> All right, and that is all the piece of tweets. So I think we're ready to move on to the next segment. That Let's segment, do it. That segment happens to be the last one, Joey. Sure, Zach. If that's the way that you want to. Okay, I, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's close out the show. Is that okay with you, Zach? No. And this has been episode 393 of the One Piece podcast. Uh, thanks again to Write Stuff. Uh, uh, we really appreciate the sponsorship, and uh, it's nice to be sponsored by something that uh, we all use and love. Um, let's, uh, let's see. Uh, I think it was fun. Uh, how did you guys think I did? You know, you were, you were breath, of, breath of fresh air. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Great yeah, job, Joe. You know, um, I, I, I hope that when I listen back to this, I won't be cringing too bad. Um, I guess uh, it, moving on to plugs, I'm going to go ahead and just plug myself first. Uh, uh, you can follow me at, at Joey Weiser on Twitter, uh, joeyweiser.tumblr.com. Uh, check out the archive of Daily Dragon Balls at dailydragonball.tumblr.com. And uh, buy Merman. Merman books one through four are out, both available digital and in print. And uh, I am done with conventions for the year, so I will see you in 2016. Uh, let's see, Zach, where can they follow you? Wow, I've never been asked that question. Um, they could, you can follow me at Zach underscore Logan. Um, you could follow additional podcasts I edit slash that I need to put out soon, uh, including uh, the the uh, endless schmaltz at endlessschmaltz.com um i don't have anything in particular going on but i have been putting together a gigantic spreadsheet for these story arcs um so i i am very excited for that next week uh that's all i gotta say yeah Yeah, that that uh you know i could handle uh doing openings and endings but i can't even begin to rank the story arcs so you should bring you should bring yours in i don't know if no one else you know (laughs) It's not that you won't be on, so you can still send it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, also I'd like to say uh, thanks to Stephen who had to duck out early, but uh, people should follow him at Translatosaurus. Uh, his Twitter is insightful and funny. You're better than uh, me. I sometimes forget to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and check out Platinum End that he's working on. That seems like a really cool uh, manga. Uh, Brian, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me at Dark King Zoro, all one word, and Bannendorf on DeviantArt. I always say I haven't updated in a while, and that's still the case. Uh, watch episodes of Teen Titans Go, and Rick and Morty if you feel so inclined. 
We still don't have a release date for the uh, season two home release, do we? For Rick and no, uh, I've yet to hear official confirmation on when those will be produced, but I imagine it would have to be like next spring. I, I hope you're uh, well. No, I, I was you... kind of hoping for the holidays, but it's kind of unreasonable. Yeah, uh, they, we haven't, to my knowledge, they haven't even discussed when those would come out. Um. In the meantime, they can buy the Rick and Morty comic books from Oni Press, uh, which... uh, (laughs) Yes, they can. (laughs) I I recommend. Uh, Ed, where can people follow you? I'm on Twitter at Edward E. Fistizio. I I retweet a lot of things. I don't Twitter that much myself, but uh, I think there's a lot of good One Piece content out there that I I grab and and retweet. And last but not least, Alex, the dude. Hey, guys. uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram... Uh, at dude exclamation all one word. Um, I just finished up a guest comic on creatorscomic.com. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, it's basically the la- the last thing that was updated. Um, I'd give you a a, co- a a concrete link, but since it's technically a Tumblr page, it changes from day to day. Um, but just check that out. It's called Fisherman's Son, and um, if you're in the DC area, the weekend of December the fourth. Uh, December 4th, Friday, is our non-denominational Holiday Spectacular, second annual. Um, it's a really, uh, it'll be a really fun show. Uh, and um, please check that out. It's at the Black Cat in DC. Superartfight.com. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed that comic, uh, especially those sort of chaotic uh, storm scenes and stuff are really, really cool. Oh, thanks a lot, man. That means a lot. Yeah, um, yeah so thanks for listening, everybody. Check back uh, next week for that the arc rankings and the week after that for the next manga recap with uh roger and more thanks everybody thank you roger moore's gonna be on the podcast (laughs) oh no yes uh, i'm right i'm right here as a matter of fact you're forgetting one thing joey oh no what did i forget you're forgetting to ask people how they could contact us oh yeah (laughs) uh should we re-edit this or should we leave this big mess keep going keep going (laughs) (laughs) so uh hey uh, Ed, Zach, I bet people could contact the podcast if they'd like. Don't ask me. Uh, okay, Ed, go for it. Zach, Zach only only sticks the landing on this one. Uh, but the people can contact us at OnePiecePodcast.com, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePiecePodcast, OnePiecePodcast.tumblr.com for news updates and funny pictures, OnePiecePodcast.com uh, slash r slash OnePiecePodcast to leave us pieced together and also comment on our episodes every week. Uh, one piece podcast at gmail.com is our email address. One piece podcast is our Skype name. Subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on SoundCloud, or subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can also call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347 497 Maji. Do any of you guys know the number? 397497. No. Call me I just said what it was. The first nine, part nine, of it, nine, and you still nine, got it wrong. 5526. Five, is that Herman King's tax plan? <laughs> Call anytime. With your questions, comments, theories, or why all of you listening know the number more than anyone else on this show. Um, <laughs> thank you all. Uh, why, why? No, this is not mine. This is all you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys uh, for coming and for uh, and on and helping me uh, host for the first time. And who knows, maybe not the last time. Um, we'll find out in <laughs> 32 chapter or 30, mm, 30 chapters. Thank you, everyone. 
Keep on trucking. can also call us on our phone number, Zach. <laughs> hey, Zach. As I said, Zach sticks the landing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anybody I, else I, know that phone number? I, <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> I bet I know what it is. It's 497-297-MAJI. MAJI. Really bad timing. One sec. <laughs>